Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. I want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors. Uh, go check out our newest ones, Diesel Crate and uh, Knife A Month underscore shop on Instagram. Go check them out. They are real cool. Derm Dude, Straight Haggard Thread Company. I got somebody here that's got some stuff from Straight Haggard. Yeah. I'll introduce them in a minute. Um, all the rest of them, Nobles Networking, Williams Tire, everybody that's helped out with the show, everybody that helped us get to Nashville, that's where we're at right now, and our management company, Red Circle. Uh, I've already been drinking, so I'm going to miss some of you guys, but we'll make it up on the end. Um, anyway, today's our first day in Nashville, so if it sounds like we're a little everywhere, we are. I um, want to introduce you to everybody that is helping us out today and having fun with us. We're going to hear some good music and uh Make a fun of Josh a lot, I would guess, is what's fixing to happen because of one certain dickhead to my right. <laughs> uh, first up, Blaine Bunning. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm a whole lot better now that you're here. Uh, I was I horrible yesterday because of what you did to me Saturday, but besides that, you know. Oh, well, there's pictures. <laughs> I, I know, it's on our OnlyFans now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mullets and beards, baby. Uh, next All tangled he, into one what, little what's, afro. What's the username? What's the username? Yeah. You don't want to know. Okay. It's Lee Tucker 69. <laughs> uh, next team is uh, we got three good guys in a row, then two pieces of shit over here. Uh, you got Mr. Jesse Wayne Taylor. Thanks for coming to do this. What's up? What's up? Just came from Creative Vets. That's uh, right. Thank you for what you do over there. I love what you do over there, man. Oh, it's awesome. And uh, next to him, Dukesy, Justin yes, Dukes, frequent on? visitor of the show, family. Yeah. And on the very end, Mr. Brian Martin. What's up, y'all? How you doing, big fellas? Uh, I'm glad all y'all came to uh, to play with us. Before we get uh, before we get started, I got to tell all y'all uh, a little story, and I have to blast someone like I've never blasted on the show before. None of y'all know that this is going to happen right now. Um, it's nothing. It's not about a person. It's about what happened to me uh, Saturday morning. I've never ever done this before, but I had such a horrible experience coming to Nashville Saturday morning that I'm fixing to blast the business and put their phone number out here. Uh-oh. No, no. So this is what happened. Uh, I got wild hair in my ass Friday night. Had nothing to do. And I wanted to go ahead and get to Nashville. So I was like, I'm just going to drive up. Whatever. I got as far as Murfreesboro. Couldn't go any farther. I was exhausted. Found a cheap ass hotel. Microtel Inn and Suites Wingate uh, in Murfreesboro. Stayed there. Checked in at 4.30 in the morning. They did not tell me when I rented the room, which was $95, mm-hmm. that they were starting construction work. At 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh, that man. the room that they rented me, <clears throat> that the heater didn't work. <sighs> that would have got me. Fucking yeah. cold in Tennessee. Yeah. Yes. Heater did not work. And, remind you, I'm getting there at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> I did not lay my head and actually get asleep sleep because I took a shower first. I turned the heater on. I'm like, oh, when I get out the shower, the room <laughs> will heat up, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, low heat. I'm like, okay, Whatever. Threw some more blankets on the bed. Said, Fuck it, you know? I'll be, maybe it'll heat up. No. Seven o'clock comes like this. I've been laying my head down for two hours. Yeah. There is an air compressor outside my door <laughs> where Aww. they are tearing up carpet in everything in every single room around me. There is a shit ton of Mexicans in every single room around me. It is the only fl- room on that floor that has a bed in it. Yeah. Are you sure it was even open? Maybe he just like don't even work there and just rented your room. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it honestly. That's I'll what it honestly that, felt right? like. That's yeah. what it honestly felt like. So, I call down to the front desk and I'm like, 
can you please move me to a different room? And he's like, no, it's the only room we have available. <laughs> That's it. You're, <laughs> you're the one guest we have. Yeah, they're like, no, we're completely at capacity. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just you. And I'm like, oh. And f- by the way, they didn't have an elevator to get to the second story or the second floor or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I should have been like, okay, there's a problem here already. This is fucking weird. Everybody should have an elevator. But uh, so then I get pissed, but I'm like, it's seven o'clock in the morning. What am I going to do? Nothing's open in Nashville. I didn't figure any of y'all would be up yet. And I was like, plus I just paid a hundred bucks. Now yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to lay my fucking head here. Um, I knew Lee Tucker's fat ass wasn't up yet. There was oh, no, yeah. he would have been the only person that possibly would have been up. And he, I'm sleeping, buddy. I can't come get you. Surprisingly, I was up because I worked that morning. I was oh, did up you? too. I you really called me, man. Well, then I fucked up. I should have I should have called you guys. I should have had faith in you. Yeah. Uh, Any other time, you're right, though. We wouldn't have been up. Yeah. But it, it, get, it gets worse. So I get ready to check out at 10 after I've called and complained. Um, I get down there, and her name is Janice. So when every one of you call, her name is Janice. 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 I'm going to tell you all about Janice. Every Lovely name. You call. Oh, no, because you don't understand. These people that listen to me... Some of them are bat shit crazy and love me. <laughs> I might have kind of a cult. Yeah. And there's going to be some people that call Janice. I like that name, though, for real. Janice? Yeah, just real. fucking hate it. <laughs> it's the 2022 Karen. Yeah, no, yeah. this one is new. Yeah. So let me tell you how cool Janice don't is. Don't be a Janice. Don't, don't be a Janice. Don't be this bitch. <laughs> I get down there, and I'm like, look, I'm going to be as nice about this as possible. If y'all would have told me at 4.30 in the morning that there wasn't heat in that room, and you were starting construction work in two and a half hours, I would have just went and slept in my truck right. instead of spending 100 bucks. Give me my money back. Very nicely. Give me something in return. She says no. Mm. I'm just like, no? She just says, I can't do it. She's like, my manager's out of country. And I was like, okay, well, who's the decision maker? And she's like, there's not a decision maker. <laughs> and I said, excuse me? She literally goes on to tell me because she thinks I'm just fucking dumb. I said, who makes the decisions for here? She's like, he's out of country and will be for the next year. Oh, I was wow. like, so who pays the checks? Like, who, d- who's your superior? She's like, we don't have one. <laughs> this woman is a moron. She's like, yeah. she's just literally trying to get me to leave her alone. Mm-hmm. Like, right, she just right. wants me to fucking get out of there. I was like, okay, whatever. You know what? That's fine. She's completely a jackass. So this is my this is my revenge. I don't get my hundred dollars back, but what I do want is everyone that does the following is going to get a free shirt Uh-oh. or decal <laughs> from Raising Grace Studios, and I get to pick which one I send you. You have to send me proof that you did this. Uh, screen record it, whatever. But I want you to call Microtel Inn and Suites in. Uh, Microtel Inn and Suites by Wyndham in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, not Nashville, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and asked to speak with Janice. The phone <laughs> number is 1 615 5468. Please tell her to go fuck herself <laughs> and they are complete jackasses there and they did your favorite podcast show host completely wrong if you do that and you send me proof of it make a tiktok with it make a tiktok tag me with it if you do that i'll send you something free and while y'all are on the phone with her tell her uh blaine said hey to aunt janice i ain't seen her in a while 
Hey, hey, you want to hear something funny? I actually have an Aunt Janice. Like, I'm not even kidding. Well, if that's your Aunt Janice, your no, Aunt Janice can fuck herself. Aunt no. I this just is... hope you don't piss off Uncle Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is starting off wonderfully. Yeah. Uh, this has been the weirdest trip already in the past. When I left you the other night, I punched a 13-year-old. What? <laughs> I think that's illegal. <laughs> Are you serious? Okay, so this Why are you admitting this we're right live, now? Right? <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're not live. We're not live. I had to talk to Dustin Hare before I told this story because I wanted to make sure I wasn't in the wrong because I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't going to tell this story. <laughs> I wasn't going to. Uh, there's, some, there's some hooligans that go around Nashville. When I left, your, when I left you the other night, I ended up having to walk because you couldn't get a lift, right? Yeah. So there was a very sketchy part that I had to walk through to get to my hotel. Well, these three... Uh, people on scooters kind of circling me. And like, they weren't like sharks or whatever, but they was kind of being weird. Mm -hmm. And finally, like, one of them got close and was like, Give me your wallet. And, and they were like kids. Yeah. But they were like, Give me your wallet. And I was like, No. <laughs> no. I was like, no. Like, Did you ask him who the decision maker is in that group? No. I found out who it was shortly, though. Where <laughs> <laughs> Janice was it? Uh, <laughs> it he, they were like, he said it no one time, and then he scooted up and scooted back. And then they kind of get getting closer, and he's like, give me your wallet. And I was like, no. And I was like, these fucking kids are stupid. Mm -hmm. Tried it again. And then they got closer. And one clicked my fucking ankle with his scooter. And when he did, I punched him. <laughs> he went night-night. And then the other one, like, one, you could tell which one. they were. I think they were probably like little gang members. Yeah. I think they was. Like, I didn't really hurt. The one, one of them I hurt a little bit. Yeah. He, he went to seep. But you could tell which one went about that life, and I think I probably saved his life. Yeah. Like and sent him to the boys and girls club. Like he didn't want to he didn't want to scare straight. Huh? Yeah, I scared him straight. Cause one of them took the fuck off. But like I was scared to tell the story, but at the same time when I was talking to Dustin about it, I was like, you know, I don't think it's that bad. Like I was defending myself. And it was, I didn't hurt him. Yeah, didn't hurt them. I mean, but I've never had anything like that happen to me in Nashville before. But they were like kids. I got punched a child. Really? I don't feel bad about it. They was not like. I, the only reason I'm talking about it is on. How do you know uh, he was maybe thirteen? Yeah, he was thirteen or he's a fucking midget. Eighteen and look. He was either thirteen or a midget. Get a little bit closer to your mic, big fella. If I was you, I think I'd. I don't know. I think I'd tell it. I don't like lying. I'd figure out how old he was before he's you started saying. Eighteen-year-old, thirteen-year-old-looking guy. He could yeah. he could have been eighteen looking thirteen you're right yeah. I punched Urkel in the face yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's that could have been what it fucking was yeah plus you said there's three of them there was three of them that's I right mean, they were thirty six years old combined up. yeah yes. I mean yeah the yeah. ages up that's I mean that could have been older but you I was could have scared been your age if you had them all up I was scared. <laughs> I was I was scared what's scary though is like if you come across that and you're hesitant because in your mind they are children yeah. they could have a knife or a gun see that's what yeah. I was thinking though that, you know mm -hmm. like I felt like whenever they would not take no for an answer. It was kind of like, I felt like I had to act first. Well, oh, yeah. I will say this. When I spent, I played quite a few times, like quite a few nights at Taco Bell before I had that like hip surgery. Mm -hmm. And there were several, you know, groups of. Sketchy. Unruly children, I would say. And then, I, you know, honestly, I looked at them and was like, dang, I can't believe all these kids this age are down here. Yeah. Just hanging out by Second themselves. Second Avenue, but, man. Like yeah. that, when you go up from Taco Bell. And get to where that what's that parking deck right there? That's um, I know which one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Anyway, you go up Second Avenue like late at night. There's people like 
hanging out on the, you know, sidewalks in in between these buildings and stuff. Like, it's sketchy, dude. There was a kid, though, that one night, now that I'm thinking about it, that probably was 13 or 14 yeah. years old, but this kid had some weight on him. He's a big yeah. old boy, right? And he was out there, like, dog cussing another kid, just, like, waving his hands in his face and stuff, too. And I thought, all right. Because there was about probably six or seven kids around at that point, and I thought they're about somebody is about to start fighting up here in Taco Bell. Last time I was here in October, one tried Dustin Heron. Hmm. <laughs> no, like they did, they just didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, they they was about to get it. <laughs> yeah. Dustin, Dustin, be the adult he is. Yeah. He handled it better than I did. I was just scared. <laughs> I was scared, like yeah, being by, by yourself, by yourself, and like yeah. And I mean, Blaine saw the last he when he last saw me. I was not, uh, it's not sober. Yeah. Like, there was not very good decision making left in my, <laughs> in me at that point in time. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't hit that guy that was like, who almost kissed me. You remember that? What? Uh-uh. No, I didn't, he almost kissed me. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like it when, uh, when men are like weird towards women at a bar and it's obvious like the woman or the, like, y'all probably hate the bachelorette groups. Not probably hate them, but they probably get on your nerves because you've been around them so much. They want to hear the same five fucking songs yeah, over and over and over Wearing again. Wearing the same pink cowboy Yeah, they, pro- they probably and, get annoying. Yeah. I don't see them as much as y'all do, so I usually am the guy that befriends them, has fun with them, whatever. Well, when uh, they were listening to Blaine the other night, I tried to, you know, single the, the weak one out oh, yeah. in the herd. God. And, uh, <laughs> but the other night... <laughs> Blaine, the other night... When, uh, when I don't Bl- know if I can condone this being going on at my show. That just sounded wrong. <laughs> Bitch, please. You encourage it. Yeah. You're the one who always ends up saying something about me in one way or another. Yeah. And you'd you be, just, I appreciate it. You're you always help me out when you're on stage. I try. Dukes, he's done it before, too. Um, I always like my friends. It. it always works out. I don't need it, but I, <laughs> I appreciate it. It always helps the game. Yeah. But uh, no, there was a guy. He fucking was messing with some girls that was there. He ended up getting kicked out. Not because of what he did to me, but he's just fucking weird. I just don't like this shit. Well, Broadway yeah. gets a little weird, man. It's like oh, yeah. after after about, I don't know, 11 o'clock, yeah. 12 o'clock, rolls around, it starts getting weird. I was up in Chicago last week, all right? You're talking about weird stuff that dudes do to women. Yeah. I'm standing outside on the street in Chicago, right, with a gentleman who was who was with Creative Vets, and we're sitting there waiting in line, and this lady comes up to me. And him, and interjects herself in our conversation, right? Mm -hmm. I don't remember where she started off, but she ended up very quickly at, you know what I like to do? And I said, what? And she goes, you know how we have these masks on? I like to pretend like I'm making out with people because we're not really making out because we have these masks on. And I was like, that's interesting. That's funny. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, so so I, I was like, so like, then at that point she starts to like grab my neck and like pull me in. I was like, I don't know if my girlfriend's gonna think this is that funny, right? Wow. Then she, <laughs> right? Then she got a little uncomfortable. And then my friend from Creative Vets, I looked at, was like, Chris, like, dude, I thought you was gonna have my back or nothing. He didn't even say nothing. He just sat there and watched her. Mm-hmm. Well, to, like, it's not. It's not really cheating if you make out with masks on. It's like protection. That's what masks? she was trying to say. It's That's like, exactly what she so, was trying to say. So maybe it's a maybe. face condom. I don't uh, know, dude. I don't know. I still don't think I can get behind that. No. Like you yeah. said, it pissed too many people off. Well, it, and also, <laughs> what an uncomfortable way to present something like right? that, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, she didn't even try to woo me or anything. 
She ain't trying to woo me or nothing. Buy she, me dinner. Say, hey, my nothing. name is Blaine. I like to give you hand jobs on the side of your pants. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that no, is like, That'd be like the same thing, right? So like, I'm not really touching it. No, no. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he makes a valid that. point. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, that was all hypothetical. speaking, by the way. We don't have to get back second base is what you're saying. There is no base. <laughs> you're either home or you're not. <laughs> we didn't get out of the dugout, baby. Oh, gosh. <laughs> they don't put players like us on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is fucking horrible. Oh. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. I guess all of y'all have done one of these with me before. Jesse Wayne hasn't done one in person yet, but um, you've got a new song. When we do these, we always just bullshit, play around, introduce some new music and everything. Since we got four... We'll probably just do, you know, one, two songs a piece. You uh you got one that you have told me about that you say I can't wait to hear. I can't play you that one on here yet. Oh, you can't play that on here Don't yet? Don't hate me. I can't oh, that's play fine, that's fine. You we'll on here, but I'll play you something that you ain't heard. Okay. But I'll play you that after. Okay, that's fine. That, that works for me. Yeah. That works for me. Anybody got something they want to play on the show? Yeah. I mean we could play whatever. Can you play what I want to hear on the show? I don't know. What do you want to hear? What the fuck you think I want to hear? I'm an outlaw. I can play anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can play whatever. Okay. Well, I like Savannah, bitch. Yeah, yeah Savannah, baby. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Play Savannah for me on the show. I can't. If I, Justin lets me, it's his song. Okay. Oh. Uh, you couldn't, it, Hoss. Let him. <laughs> what did you say on the last show the three of us did together about him taking? Uh, what was it? That one. Oh yeah. That he was taking everything good from you. Yeah. It was, it, uh, he took that song. We wrote it in, in the mind of for my project that I'm working on yeah. now to have new songs to cut. And me, him, and Jarrett wrote that song, uh, Stepping Away With Your Heart, Two Stepping yeah. Away. And uh, he called me like the next day and was like, hey, man, would you be mad at me if I cut that Two Stepping Away song? I really like it. I think I want to cut it. It's like, no, buddy, it's your song, too. You do whatever you want to with it. And uh, but it was just simply because it was too good for me, is what it was. What? <laughs> but I got Savannah out of the deal, so I feel like it was a good trade, you know. Hey, yeah. Savannah. Hey, Savannah's probably one of my favorite songs I've ever written. I will. And the thing about it is, the hell are you I doing over let, there, Jesse? I wouldn't let Dude, nobody. Else. I'll forgive me. I just had hip surgery a couple uh, months ago, and like. Everything's I did physical tight. therapy this morning, yeah, oh. and I just gave lessons for like three hours. So like, dude, yeah, forgive me. I oh, know you're fine. Like I was just checking on you. I'm wiggling. My bad. No, you're, you're good. good. I know you're. I know you're. you're no, like, you're good. I know you're like all sober living and everything. So <laughs> I was just like, oh shit, we need to check him into a rehab. <laughs> I, I thought you'd have fell off the fucking wagon. Listen, I was scared. Listen, when I, I was going to be a work, real friend. That's what they said to me when I went back to work for a little while during COVID. That's what my coworkers kept telling me, dude. You look like you're doing meth. And I was like, I'm not. I'm just like trying to get my neck to pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, don't hide it, divide it. Don't hide it, divide it. That's funny. That's funny. All right, Deucey, the floor is yours, Ooh, big cat. Oh, yeah, dude. Like you want him to? That's nice. I'm still paying one off like that. Yeah, Brian didn't get a chance to bring his. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll pass share. We'll, we'll share. Pass we'll share. Well, y'all share. Oh, let's see. You want to hear something new, something slow? What you want? I tell you I mean, what. Uh, can you play anything that you just played me a while ago on here? Or are you saving all that? Uh, I can play one step away. Okay. Because um, I've already kind of. That's fine. Put it out like on TikTok stuff. So. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, here's the song that Blaine says that I stole from him. Yeah, have you already played it on the show? I don't remember. It's been a while. That's fine. Fuck it. It'll be okay. They hear it again for the first time. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, here we go. You gonna play with Blaine or no? Are uh, you half step down? <clears throat> uh, well, yeah, but we're going standard though. All right. Give me, if you give me a second, I can. All right. Yeah, me, Blaine, and Jared Hartness wrote this one, and uh, just got out of the studio and uh, cut six new songs, and this is one of them. And I'm really happy. Best how stuff they, I've heard you do. Thanks, man. Yeah, Best I, stuff I've heard you do. They uh, so. The guy that was over the whole um, sessions and stuff, uh, he plays guitar for Josh Turner. and I met him on the road. Um, he was playing the one-off weekend with Craig Campbell back when I was opening up for him. and um, Come buddies and found out we were, at that time, living in the same apartment complex together. And uh, he was like, man, I'm getting studio days and musicians set up, you know, the track. And he's like, just let me know when you're ready. And called him up. We cut three at Homney down here. Um Nashville, and then we cut three more at Sound Kitchen in Franklin. So, <clears throat> in the process of trying to get everything out, so, but this song's called One Step Away. Here we go. And by the way, you're down in that dream. You've had a long, hard week. That dress, I must confess, girl, it's working on me. You say you don't dance, that's all right, you've got me. I'll throw a 20 to the band if you let these old boots lead till there's nothing between you and I taking a chance in four-corner town, spinning around. Stirring up a spark till I'm one step away from two stepping away with your heart. Nice. I ain't heard ain't no yet, but there's a maybe in those eyes. We could dance it out on the floor. Come on, let's give us a try. Till there's nothing between you and I. Taking a chance in four quarter town. Spinning around, stirring up a spark. Till I'm one step away from two stepping away with your heart. It's two to the left, one to the right By the end of this song, we may fall in love tonight There's nothing between you and I Taking a chance in four-quarter time Spinning around, stirring up a spark Till I'm one step Good job, Dixie. No, I just, I fucked up, so I was restarting it. Good job, Mike. Yeah, this, whatever, dude. God damn. I went back to Met Whatever. I made a mistake, and then Blaine just... 
You want to you, you go back again? Hold up. Take three. Let's try this again. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Anyway, Ducey, I love that. Thanks, I love all man. your new stuff, man. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I'm excited uh, about this new stuff. So, um, where are you from, Jesse Wayne? Originally, you you grew up in Nashville. Born and raised, buddy. Yeah, I was going so. right down the road from here. That's awesome. We're all Bron- just tourists. <laughs> where are you? You're from Texas, right? Originally, Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah. Right. Some yeah. reason I, I was thinking you were from North Georgia for some reason. No. See, I met Jesse. He's north How of Georgia. How long ago was it? It was probably when Dude, I first moved to town, town man. I know. It was back in the it, day, bro. Yeah, it, it was, was like six years ago I first met least. him. We rode. Right? Yeah, through Precious. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And through what? Pre- it's a lady, she's a lady here in town that kind of helps new singer-songwriters uh, when they come to town. And, she got a big name here, too. And, uh, yeah. And, um, but, yeah, she's, she's like my Nashville mom. I love her death. But. Is that the one who uh, put me up that time I came and saw you at Saddlebags? No. Okay. No, no, no. That's they ain't no telling where that one's at. But I don't remember even who that yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but no, nah, I met. That's also the, never mind. Yeah. Your cousin. Yeah, yeah. Don't let's don't go there. <laughs> oh, trust me, I'm never going back <laughs> yeah. there again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> his, his cousin molested me that evening. <laughs> cousin molested. I listen. I but I'll tell you. <laughs> I do not know her. Really, I don't know her. Like I'm glad when I you say, don't. when he says cousin, she's like my fifth cousin. She was backstage with us. Yeah, she just showed up. She knew you good enough. You let her backstage. Well, I mean, I wasn't gonna be the asshole and like say, all right, cousin, you can't come backstage. But you knew she you was your cousin, be. bitch. Yeah, but I didn't. I don't know her. I but know her. you know her very well, <laughs> inside and out. <laughs> but I'm no, get back. I met oh Jesse. About six years ago. She got hit by a semi the next day, so it wasn't that bad. (laughs) We didn't talk after that. Jesus. (laughs) Where was your story? (laughs) I don't know. Why is everybody looking? (laughs) She didn't die. (laughs) She just got hit by a semi the next day. She wanted me to come to the hospital, and I was like. That reminds me of my cousin. I had a uh, a a distant cousin that uh, turned vegetarian. (laughs) It killed him. Because uh, he got hit by a carrot truck the next day. <laughs> so fuck carrots. Your well, face. let's get off the cousin it's train. Not, it's not funny. It's not, it's you're, not funny speaking at all, of Savannah, Josh. It's not funny because... Never mind. You're crying. Yeah, I'm crying. Speaking of Savannah, Blaine. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's, right. not, well, let's do this it. This is a great song to start off on because I might blow everything I have. <laughs> 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 I haven't sang all day, and this is what, you, what I'm starting off on. <laughs> Hold up, let me warm up my voice. Scooby Dooby Dooby. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> I had to do that just for you, Josh. Y'all missed our uh, practice run, getting the mic set up. I did that, and Josh loved it so much, I had to put it in part of the show. Yeah. Living hard out on the road Ain't easy on a homesick fella It's a slow drive down 75 And hell getting through Marietta Been so long since I was <laughs> You know, I was just starting to feel it too what was that? Oh, that's when you have TikTok connected to your shit, and I was making sure the video uploaded that time. I was trying to be sneaky, getting out of here. So guess what? Uh, we're just going to... I'm not even going to start over. Fuck it. 
Oh, I was going to make a drink, but okay. No, here, I'll make you a drink. Today's show is brought to you by uh, Blade and Bow Whiskey. And just a complete clusterfuck of Nashville already. You know what, but the people like the fuck-ups in the show. Last time I was on your show, I messed up my song and had to start it over. And I guess it's no different this time. I guess not, sir. <laughs> Living hard out on the road It ain't easy on a homesick fella It's a slow drive down 75 Hell, getting through Marietta It's been so long since I've seen Moss Put my feet on River Street I need to see those lights and that welcome sign And feel her arms around me Oh, Savannah Savannah, I'm coming home Your love's much too strong For us to be alone And oh, Savannah Help me make it through Atlanta Where you are is where I belong Savannah, I'm coming home Ain't no place or another face Ever do me like she does Her coastal grace and her warm embrace Is better than any buzz And 300 miles till Savannah smiles Waiting for me on the front porch swing I hold her tight and never leave her side So I won't have to sing Whoa, Savannah Savannah, I'm coming home Your love's much too strong For us to be alone And whoa, Savannah Help me make it through Atlanta Where you are is where I belong My Savannah, I'm coming home Lost more of myself than I found Now it's time for these rambling boots to settle down Whoa, Savannah, Savannah, I'm coming home Your love's much too strong for us to be alone And Whoa, Savannah, help me make it through Atlanta Where you are is where I belong My Savannah, I'm coming home Oh, I'm coming home Nasty yeah. little big boy. <laughs> Good God. Heck yeah. I'm oh. telling you, that song, it makes me, it, it throbs me. <clears throat> Goodness gracious. He sings the hell out of it. Boy, he does. Yeah. The people listening to the show ain't got no fucking speakers. Look at where, you can tell where the fucking chorus is. Yeah. He goes up. Yeah. I tried to get away from the mic as much as possible. 
No, dude, fuck it. Here, yeah, give, me, give me some ice when you. you no, know, it's when you do it, you can just. So it me and you uh, the dick. me and Jared Hartness wrote that song and man, went, he we were riding down the road one night. He's like, man, he said, we need to write us a song called Savannah, and I was kind of just like, okay, you know. I was like, he said, but you know, really make it real singy. And then COVID happened, and I went back home to Georgia <clears throat> for a couple months. <clears throat> And me and Jared wound up writing that song over the phone. Really? And I'd come up with something, and I'd send it to him, and he'd be like, yeah, I like that, or he'd send me something. So it's a really cool song. And I took a class with Jared Harden. Jared Harden, that's what you Oh, yeah. Said? I took yeah. a class with him in Nashville State way back in the day when oh, I was yeah. still in college. Yeah, me, me and Jared's totally boys, dude. totally out over some Eric Church. Oh, yeah. Well, he's a real nice kid. Dude, yeah, he's he's a great songwriter. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, and I knew Blake could sing the fool out of it. So I Plus, love you know, it's always been my favorite thing about everybody you meet up here that that are buddies. It's yeah. just the way y'all help each other. It's like you I have not met a selfish person as far as like our like everybody's friend group up here. That's that's what's always that's just been so about, cool to man. me, man. I just love that shit. Everybody's got something that they're good at. And yeah. You, you know, you put you put all of us together, and you know every single person has a different strength, well, well, and it it just makes it makes it even better, you know. And um, well, that's why I think <laughs> I think creativity drives creativity. Oh yeah. And I think that if you're around people, that's why I like coming up here. I could not live here just because my daughter is down there. Yeah. And I would probably I already got a borderline drinking problem anyway. <laughs> I and a, a woman problem. There's no way I could live up here and not just be over the top with both of them. Yeah, <laughs> I'd have a lot of baby mamas, and uh, <laughs> just a lot of problems in general. But uh, up here, I would get so much more done. I'd be another year ahead in my career, I believe. Be not because I would be around you guys, and yeah. I, there would always be instead of me having to do content or me come up with a show with. Somebody I really don't want to do one with. Now, I got, like, some buddies like Neil Mullis and Cody Wiggins and some more folks that come to the studio that are local that always do a great show. Right. Always great. <laughs> but they're the exceptions. Like, they're the good ones. Yeah. There's other folks that is just like, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, you know, y'all are creative. It's just hard to be around creative people that aren't, that are in our area where we're from, Dukes. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, that's one of the main reasons why I moved to Nashville because – I knew this is where you had to come, yeah. especially with the songwriting stuff. Like, I can't tell you how many. I mean, that's just like I met Jesse six years ago, and look, we're right here doing a podcast. I haven't seen him. In, how it's been a we long. We wrote together with Sam and uh, oh, it who was, else was it? Be you and Sam. No, it was it's just, just the three of yeah, us. Yeah, during twenty twenty. Yeah, and I was back home. Facetime. We did something. a Zoom thing. Yeah, but I mean, still then we hadn't seen each other a while. A while, and like you know, it's just. It's crazy how that I happens. Running, I stopped running around as much though. Yeah, I, well, I didn't. I, I didn't stretch my legs out like I. I used to stretch my legs out on. I heard that out on town every. <laughs> well, you, I, you, I had could, a, you had a real bad accident though. Well, yeah, yeah, I definitely did. That's for sure. Ain't no doubt about that. Yeah. No doubt about that. Shouldn't have walked up out of that one. But good news is I did, and I'm still here kicking. Yes, sir. Yeah. Brian Martin down there's got a story. He'll tell you about that in a few minutes when it gets to him. <laughs> Who's singing a song? Your turn, big Is guy. it my turn? Your turn. Oh, that's why he's looking at me all wide-eyed. Yeah, yeah we're waiting on you, big fella. 
All right, here's one I wrote uh, with my buddy Liam Slater, I guess about a year ago or something. Man. I was supposed man. to do a, I was supposed to write with him today, but now I, I was t- tied up in a meeting, couldn't make yeah. it down there. Dude, he and I met at a writers round, I guess about a year a half and a year and a half or so ago, I guess, and got, like my buddy Bryant was like, "You guys should write together," and so we ended up setting up a write, and it went really well, and like we just stayed on a streak, like. After, as we finished the right, we set him up at the very end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, we, like, stayed on top of it. And we got, like, four or five, like, really nice ones, yeah. like, straight in a row. So, like, I love right now. Oh, yeah. He's cool. Um, I ran into him the other night. Uh, but this one, this one's one of the, my favorite ones that we've written. And that's uh, a little bit of a true story on my end here. So. Thought I didn't need a helping hand Someone there to walk with me Who wants to understand Thought I didn't need anybody else No, I had enough trouble Just dealing with myself But then you came along now I'm letting go of pride and all my fear You know I'm a better man with you here Because the love you have for me is true Yeah, I'm letting go of pain and selfish dreams And I'm right where I want to be Loving like I got nothing left to lose Yeah, I'm letting go of what I thought I knew and holding on to you Oh I'm holding on to you Your daddy was right when he said you could do better No, a guy like me should have never stood a chance But these days it's looking like forever just think it all started with a dance i'm letting go of pride and all my fear you know i'm a better man with you here because the love you have for me is true yeah i'm letting go of pain and selfish dreams and i'm right where i want to be loving like i got nothing left to lose yeah, I'm letting go of what I thought I knew And holding on to you Whoa, I'm holding on to you Now here I am standing at your door Baby, I was lying when I said I didn't love you anymore Now I'm letting go of pride and all my fear You know I'm a better man with you here Because the love you have for me is true Oh, I'm giving up on pain and selfish dreams And I'm right where I want to be Loving like I got nothing left to lose Yeah, I'm letting go 
of what I thought I knew. Baby, I'm letting go of what I thought I knew. And I'm holding on to you. Oh, I'm holding on to you. I'm holding on to you. Baby, I'm holding on to you. Yes, sir. Woo. There's some talented boys in this room, man. Man. Dude, I love that. Uh, just all of y'all are unique. So everybody's different. So everybody's just, I don't know. Mason world go around. I know. Y'all just, you, I, to people who aren't, that don't live up here, though, and a lot of people that listen to the show, they don't see what y'all see every day. Like, this is, like, kind of normal to to, to y'all. Like, because y'all get to be around super talented folks every single day. And I'm still, as much as I'm around y'all, or just a, a lot of musicians, I still get blown away by it. I, uh, it's funny you say that. When I first moved to town, you know, back home, if you meet someone that plays music, that's pretty cool. It's like, oh, shit, I do that, too. Well, I moved to town and not thinking about it. You know, I'd meet people, and they said they'd play. I was like, oh, cool, I play, too, you know. I'm never one that, like, tries to, like, I'm just trying to make conversation with you. I'm not trying to get nothing out of you. I'm not saying, you can you help me? I'm not that kind of person. But I just thought it would be cool if I met someone who played music, too. It's like, oh, we can have a conversation. We probably have a lot of stuff in common. And I found that saying that actually drove them away. Because it's like, well, so does everybody else in this town, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I didn't think about that because I'm not used, wasn't used to it. I just moved to town, and I was like, why is everybody an asshole here? You know, I was the asshole. It was me. I was the common denominator. <laughs> well, you're, I'll go and tell you, you're not fucking wrong about that one. <laughs> After getting to know you, well, you're not wrong. You're not but, wrong. But like about you said, that. it's funny here. This is common, so we don't think nothing of it. You kind of get callous to it. Yeah. But when I first moved to town, I didn't understand that, and I try to have conversation with people, make friends, and. Just find someone with something in common because this is yeah. so different from like oh, yeah. Georgia where we're from, you know, and probably y'all too. Yeah, I was just, I was looking for anything to hang on to that made me feel like I was in, in the right spot. Yeah, and everybody that I thought would be the person that have the same mentality as me didn't want to talk to me because I played music just like them, you know. Yeah, it was weird. It's a it's a different it's definitely different because like even in Texas when I was doing the Texas rounds and stuff, you know, you meet up with people. Well, Texas is becoming like a, uh, you know it's. You know, they believe that it's either Nashville or Texas, you know, one of the two. And so even there, it's it's like if you play music there, you get a little bit of backlash or whatever, you know. But here it's definitely different. You come to town and you're like, well, you know, I've noticed that everybody I bump into on a street corner, they're doing the same thing I'm doing. Yeah. And oh, yeah. usually if you talk to them about it, they're kind of like, well, that's cool, man. You know, well, I'm going to be doing this, that, and the other. And they start talking to you about there. And then you're like, well, you know, I'm going to be doing this. And. They're not really interested in what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> they just want to know, you know. Yeah. It's just I, different. I have to argue with people all the time. Like, I've found, and like, I would rather, and you can't answer this because I know what your answer is going to be. <laughs> I have found that it has been, I get people send me stuff all the time, like, as far as their music goes. More like from going from country radio to this. People want you, they want your opinion. And I have found that it has just become better that I feel to be honest with them. That I don't like telling anybody they're bad, yeah. but there's like one phrase that I have tried to start using a whole lot more is, 
you know, you sound like a good songwriter. You know, you sound like you, you know, you're a very good songwriter. Or I, I told somebody before because they, they aggravated the shit out of me, and they probably are going to listen to the show, and I didn't mean it as a bad way. But you can go anywhere in Nashville, and you can hear what is probably the best musician in a small town. Right. That, yeah, that makes sense. That's 100% Does that make correct. sense? Yeah. yeah. That's because all the best musicians in that small town yeah. move to Nashville. If you, <laughs> if you go to Eastman, Georgia, where I'm from, the absolute best person there is the lead singer of a house band or on Broadway. Some, <laughs> or something. Right? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's it's not bad. I mean, you're fucking good. Blaine plays AJ's. Blaine Kilt gets out here and fucking murders it. Yeah. But even he, he stands out. I hate you, but you stand out. <laughs> I don't like going downtown. Big size for the white one. But the only time I ever go, one, you know, once in a blue moon, if I go downtown, I'm going to go see Me this, and Lee Tucker were arguing guy. about this yesterday because Lee was, or not yesterday, Saturday, because Lee was like, I fucking want to go to bed and go see Blaine. Yeah. Blaine, uh, Lee does not like. No. He's not made for Broadway. <laughs> There's walking involved. <laughs> he's he's not fucking going. He likes live oak. He's he likes stuff. He likes I'm surprised he ain't he here. Uh, his dad's in town. Oh, I okay. know. Uh, well, he'll he'll be around a lot, but his dad's in. They dad's should come to town. Music City tonight. They're probably going to. Nice. Probably going to. Uh, Cause he he loves you. He thinks you're a bad motherfucker. Oh, I'm oh. just no. I'm just bad. Uh, I know, bad. But but yeah, but it's just cool. But, um, and I'm sorry, but like you were saying, you're exactly right. We all talk about that on Broadway. Even yeah. the bands down there that you're like, I don't want to go in there and hear that shit. Yeah. Like you just think they're like, that's the most put together band I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Well, you forget if you go back home, like you're saying, if I was to go back towards Savannah or, you know, we went back towards Macon. Like, well, Macon's got a good music scene. But, you know, you'd think yeah. like the worst band on Broadway right now in a small town would be phenomenal. People would go crazy. That's yeah. one that, that me and Brian, before he plays something in a second and tells you about one of his songs, that's what me and him had talked about when we did a show last time. Because his stuff isn't, uh, it's got the darker, like edgier shit that probably a bunch of us listen to. Like it's, you know, it's kind of like the old outlaw shit. Yeah, I heard that one song <laughs> earlier. I was <laughs> like, yeah, shit. Yeah. I'm telling you. I don't you, like, remember what, the next one. I'm, uh, looking forward to being the next one to run out of oh town. My God. Yeah, oh, that was badass. Man, <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it is, uh, he's, got some, he's got some wild shit. What's the one, uh, which you can play whatever you want to. If you got anything new coming Whis out, anything you want to promote, you play which whatever. What are you talking about, Whiskey and the Devil or Memory of Drown? That Whiskey and the Devil's fucking that. Tell, um, you wrote one the day after your wreck, though, didn't you? Yeah, self-inflicted scars. Yeah, yeah. So, um, let's mean you talk about it a little bit for you. Yeah, play that. Kind yeah, of yeah. So last time I was in Nashville, me and him went out. Um, it was when uh, I came here. I, I guess it was October. No drinking involved. Yeah, the lot <laughs> slammered, and um, he had. I guess you had hung out for a little while. Decided you wanted to go home, slept yeah. a little bit or whatever. Then whatever yeah. happened, and then uh, me and Lee Tucker sitting on the couch at whatever time in the morning, and we get a phone call. It's the scariest. Phone call I've ever got in my life. He's uh he had ran off the road two miles from my house. Two miles from his house. How far do you live away from Nashville? Forty five minutes. Forty five minutes. He he calls me, and uh, God, the, his voice and how scared. Yeah, I was you, messed you up. You tell yeah. me. I'm, I'm still shook. <clears throat> yeah. Every time I'm around you, that's all I hear. Yeah, well, I was uh, I I was driving back home, kind of dozed off. And I was back in close to home, and it's up around North Tennessee, and uh, kind of like rural, just two lane curvy roads. And I came up on, I fell dozed off, and I came to a T. 
I wound up hitting this embankment straight on, head on, and flipped four times, uh, end over end. And uh, I remember I didn't get knocked out or nothing, but I wound up in the back seat. Like I wound up hitting the windshield and then getting thrown back into the back seat. And I had blood, blood pouring everywhere. I couldn't see nothing. I was trying to find my phone. I made a couple phone calls, and I saw where I just got off the phone with Josh. And I called him, and he answered the phone. I was like, man, hey, look, dude. You know, I'm I'm dying. I'm dying, man. And I was like, uh, I said I've been in a lot of wrecks, but this is like this is this is the worst one. I was like, ain't nobody gonna find me out here. I'm out here in the middle of nowhere. I said, I just want you to get my wife's phone number. I can't get a hold of her right now. She's probably asleep. I was like, I just want you to call her and tell her I love her. And he's like, No, we're gonna get you out of there, man. We're gonna get you out of there. What's your iPhone? And he starts tracking me, and I'm like, I'm just, you know, I'm. I'm I'm a lot more dramatic than what I make it sound. I was, I was. Oh, I'm telling you, it was intense. Like I was, I was freaking. Out. I, mean, I was doing my best to remain calm because yeah. I didn't want to like upset him because he was upset. But it was, it was, it was. He was out there. It was rough because like I, I literally kept like fading in and out. Like my, like mm-hmm. I, I felt like I was about to like fade all the way out, and I was like, man, I'm, I'm about to pass out or something. Something's going on. I need to tell somebody. And you don't, you know, I don't ever know what it's like to actually be, you know, close to death. But I felt like I was right there at it. And uh, he, he said, sure enough, he said, we got people coming your way. We, we tracked your iPhone. And uh, I heard them trying to pry the door open on that, on that Kia. It was prying the door open. They got me out of there. And if it wasn't for Josh, it wouldn't have been. I, I don't know what would have happened. But I couldn't get out of the vehicle. It was, it was completely crushed. The doors wouldn't open. And uh like I said, I'm just glad that, you know, I had Josh there to help me through all that because that was a – That was a good Lord. And that was a good Lord, man. Chicken nuggets that <laughs> night is what it was. If he wouldn't have fed me, I'd have been passed out. That, that's what it was. But uh, he wrote this song the next day. And it yeah. Was, it was pretty it's, fucking – it's good. Let me see you. Headlights on the interstate Seems like I'm running late But I know I'm only headed down the drain Empty bottle and another shot Give it everything I got But nothing can seem to numb this pain Where I'm going won't be far It's too much Whiskey and poor choices And them self-inflicted scars Baby, don't cry for me when I'm gone And don't be surprised if it don't take too long Just know I loved you with all of my heart Just too much Whiskey and poor choices And them self-inflicted scars That's all I can give them for right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I forgot the chord progression for a minute, man. But we got to talk. That was one of them songs I was sitting in the room. And uh, the next day after the wreck, after I come back home, I had some uh, broke ribs, had my head cut wide open. And uh, I couldn't even hardly get out of bed. And my old lady helps me get up out of bed. I said, I got to get to my room. She helps me walk to my room, and I sit down. And she brings me my guitar. Like, she's, she's helping me sit in my chair and <laughs> giving me my guitar. 
And I said, just give me a, about 20 or 30 minutes, you know, and then come back and check on me because I'm going to need help getting back to the bed. So I'd sit there for 20 minutes, and I wrote that song. And uh, because I feel like in my life I've, I've, I've went through a lot of stuff. You know, I went through a whole lot of shit uh, that all relays in my music, but when I truly look at it, it's all self-inflicted. It's all things that I could have prevented if I would have just woke up, grew up, done done things a little bit differently. Took that nap when I was feeling tired or I've had I've had ten ten wrecks, you know. And uh I've had had ten wrecks in my life since I was eighteen years old and uh a lot of close uh near death experiences and that was probably the the worst one and that's when I was like, I gotta I gotta write something about this because if I don't write about it I won't ever change nothing. I've always felt like writing has always been my way of turning a page or healing from something. Is that what it felt like for you after your wreck? I was about to say, we have a lot of of things in common, but alcohol was involved in mine. I was pretty drunk when I had my car accident. I was um, too. I I just didn't want to say it on the (laughs) (laughs) phone. It definitely was. I caught what you you put down there. That's why I backed (laughs) off. I backed off. That's why I said he was kind of sleepy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh, I was definitely kind of sleepy too. There ain't no doubt about that. Um, Yeah. Uh, That was several years ago now, but I played a benefit show in like Franklin and I was living in Fairview at the time and uh, was, you know, they, they didn't pay me. They gave me free beer and like, I'm at throughout the show finagled my way with lots of other free liquor, as you can imagine, like most shows go. You gotta get your money's worth. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyways, l- later that evening when I drove home, I got like, like you said, you said you were two minutes. I was probably about five minutes from the house. It's crazy and, how they're always uh, so close. Yeah, it was yeah. about a 40 minute, probably 35, 40 minute drive. And I was about five minutes from the house and sitting at a red light. I was, I was like, dude. I'm about to freaking fall asleep right now. Freaking CCR was playing on. I had a yeah. CD, a greatest hits, a CCR. I can hear it. Right Peter now. Frampton is my worst yeah, enemy dude. when it I comes. can literally, <laughs> I can hear it right now playing on the, the purple and gold greatest hits CD. Um, I'm not sure what color it was, but it was a greatest hits CD. My mom got me. There's like one song every time I hear it. Like I think about it. I don't know if that was the song that was on the radio when I wrecked or not. But that candle in the wind, is it? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember which one to do. Maybe like Born on the Bayou. Uh, I feel like that's really like that one. That might be it. But regardless, anyways, had a little straightaway, like a mile long straightaway, and at the end of the straightaway, it turns left and goes way up this hill. They call it Whippoorwill Hill in Fairview, and I just fell asleep right before I was supposed to turn up that, and I woke back up and like tried to avoid hitting someone who was coming at me, which I missed them and just went off, basically off cliff and hit like a light pole and everything and flipped my car, did all that, that fun stuff. I don't really remember most of this. But I vaguely remember the gentleman that I avoided stopping to come back and help me out of the really? vehicle. Yeah. And then uh, as we stood there and like I got my bearings, I got like a big scar up here on my forehead. Like, I do too. My whole, <laughs> yeah, like my whole face, literally everything was covered in blood. I look back at the car. It was on fire. It was my grandma's old Buick. Which, really? Yeah. So her nickname, I th- her middle name was Bernice. And so I called this car Bernie the Burning Buick for a year. Oh, shit. Before wow. this happened. And while I sat there with that gentleman, I sat and watched that car burn. And he was, I was like, dude, I got my guitar and like $1,000 worth, at least $1,000 more worth of 
equipment in there. I got to get that stuff out. And he like literally held me back and wouldn't let me do it. And we wait on the paramedics come, that whole deal. You know, they took my blood, went to the hospital. There was not many rooms available that night. So they left me in the hallway and sewed my head up and my, I had a big gash in my side as well. That was several inches wide. But besides that, after they sewed me up, they just, just walked right up on out of there. It's pretty crazy. That's what they did with me too. They yeah. just ran me on out like I was. And, and <laughs> well, it was honestly amazing that I was able to walk up out of there the way that I did. It was just unbelievable. Um, but yeah, that totally shaped the the last few years of my life, without a doubt, man. I mean, you became sober after that, right? Yeah, I mean, it took at least probably about a year though um, before I was able to quit drinking. I mean, I wanted to quit drinking before that, but like. It was probably a year before I was able to actually do it. And then within that year, I didn't really think so highly of myself. Honestly, I was pretty pretty not happy with the choices that I made. So I was just pouring it into more liquor. Yeah. If that made any if that makes any sense. Became um, self destructive. Yeah. And honestly, that's really how I felt for quite some time. And then like I started having these vocal issues too. Like I blew my voice out. On Broadway, the last the last day I ever had anything to drink, I, I literally drank through the gig just to like get through it because my voice yeah. was so jacked up, like it was <clears throat> it was sad. Honestly, I was like I was like I can't believe I'm I'm here right now in this position. Like I can't even like get through this gig. But I had played, you know, I had just gotten back from Indiana and played five nights in a row. We had one night off that Sunday night off, but I had played like five days in a row, three four hour gigs you know, each yeah. day. And by the end of that, you're already getting more anyways, out, but I blew it out. And then, so I, I decided to quit drinking. Then I was just like, it was, it was always something I felt like I was going to have issues with on a semi-regular basis. Yeah. And it just wasn't something I wanted to deal with anymore. I felt like it was not, I was not going to be able to do what I wanted to do with music. If I continued to let that hold me back, I totally, like, I was at a point to where I cared more about the free liquor than I cared about, like, being successful. Yeah. And that's not that's not a cool place to be. No, it's not. Like, I, you know. I've been there. <laughs> I literally saved my first free beer cup that I ever got because I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I was like, <laughs> dude, I'm playing country songs country enough to get free beer, yeah, yeah. son. So I took that free beer cup home, and I kept it up on my mantle. And then after I quit drinking... I decided I was going to keep it up there just to yeah. remind myself that that's where I was. I cared more about that than I did about other things that were way more important. Um, so, yeah, dude, that totally – I have a song that I wrote after mine, but I haven't played it in a long time. Yeah. I don't know if I can bust it out. <laughs> but uh, – are you going to make me try? Yeah, yeah why not? <laughs> Shit, we're still talking about Is it. Is this in uh, Half Step Down? Yeah. Don't know about you, but we don't have shit else better, dude. Are y'all cold, by the way? It's no. a little cool. It's a little cool in here, right? We all got denim on. You're over in a short yeah. sleeve. Yeah, I thought you got that blanket off the tree to put it around you. <laughs> thought you were gonna be over here just cuddled up with the blanket. Shut the fuck up, blind. What? Let <laughs> <laughs> him get ready. Put the mic up. <laughs> oh, that's huh? right. I do need the mic. I forgot. I was about to kick off about it.
So I was actually after I after this happened, and I was like, I quit drinking alcohol. Honestly, I don't think I, I think I had wrote this while I was still drinking, y'all. And I was like trying to quit drinking though, and just wasn't like ready to yet. Yeah. And I was listening to these. I was trying to find these different artists that had gotten sober to like find out Be what around their you. life yeah. was like and like how they freaking did it in this town and in this industry. Yeah. And the person that I found was Jay's Nisbell, right? Oh. And, and he was speaking about some of mm. his, which, yeah, we can get into that a whole Goodness nother Christ. day. But what I'm saying is, is he was talking about his sobriety. And he said, I don't know if I ever, which first of all, it, it, listening to him talk about his sobriety in that time of my life was very, that yeah. was a big help for me. It was a, like, being able to listen to someone like that speak about that really helped me out a lot. Um, but he said this. He said, I don't know if I ever uh, hit rock bottom, but I sure cut it close. So I said, yeah. you know what? I'm about to write that song. <laughs> I keep my mother concerned. She wastes all her prayers on me With this reputation that I've earned She has good reason to be I'm not quite who I once was No, it ain't so hard to see In the water I kept my head above Just enough to breathe And the angels have flown by my side Even on my most reckless night Oh, 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 oh. Well, I went right where I told myself that I wouldn't go Oh, 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 well, I almost gave away what little time that I borrowed. I never quite hit rock bottom, no. But some might say I cut it close. <laughs> some might say I cut it close. I spent too much time medicated And mostly it's been self-prescribed I see I'm safe when I'm sedated But we all know that's a lie I'm better off to hit my knees and pray And that's becoming clearer to me every day told myself that I wouldn't go oh, oh, oh. Well, I almost gave away what little time that I borrowed I never quite hit rock bottom no some might say I cut it close some might say I cut it close 
Some might say I cut it close Some might say I cut it close As a young man I never thought that I'd be here Staring at a stranger in the mirror But I suppose we should learn from our mistakes And try to be a better person Along the way Oh, oh. Well I went right where I told myself that I wouldn't go Oh, oh, oh. Well, I almost gave away what little time that I borrowed. Oh, I never quite hit rock bottom, no. I never hit rock bottom, no. Some might say I cut it close. Some might say I cut it close. Some might say I cut it close Some might say I cut it close Bring a man to his knees Good God Good stuff, man Dude What the played that in a while That's a that's a good that's, one there. That's yeah. tough, Jess. That's tough. If you don't cut it, I'll cut it close. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those that I don't know if I'm supposed to drink while I'm listening to it or if I'm supposed to drink more. That's what hey, I was right there shit. in between. You got to do your thing, man. My goodness gracious. I, lo- I don't know. That's a good one. Man, that's one that's of those awesome. that just hits you in the gut. Yeah. I think me, I, Blaine had the same look on his face that I did. Just confused. <laughs> I'm, over here, I'm over here like Damn. Yeah <laughs> Not now yeah. Not now I'll wait Not now devil I'm gonna wait till it's over Whiskey and a devil They oh go hand in hand Yeah that's what, what, that one right here Yeah Mm-mm-mm. What you got for me Dootsie I'm gonna make you follow that Alright I'm gonna hold that capo right there sir Oh I'll play a new one Play me a new one I might mess it all up because I wrote it with Ethan Phillips. Uh, you, oh, I thought you were going to play the one me, you, and JC wrote the other day. Oh, yeah. Where's, <laughs> we got a Where's lot. Where's that big fella at? Uh, when I left the house, he was still working on his paper. So What paper? He, he works for newspapers. What's He's a graphic newspaper? designer. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. Right. So he does papers for all the surrounding counties and everything else all over you know, the middle of Tennessee one night we've got to do without any like you don't have to play unless you want to is one night before I leave we we got two other cables that we hook up we just got to get together it don't even matter what night it is and just sit around and bullshit and just record it and if it comes out being good it's good hey, get Ethan get whoever wants to come just and everybody that that's our buddies here just tell them to come sit around and just Brown table of bullshit. Yes, I'm down. Remember the time before last you met me at scoreboards and we watched uh, Ethan play with his uh, with um, yeah Tim, Tim Baker yeah and uh, so I brought Sarah with me. My my girlfriend works at AJ. So she hears live music all the time. Here's all kind of people play. Not not to mention my friends that she hears and sees. You know, so she's around music all the time. It's not new to her at this point. But we go to watch Ethan play, 
And he's such a clean picker, man. He it's is. beautiful. Anything <laughs> he plays, he could play the worst song you ever heard in your life, but pick it on guitar and you'd be like, man, I love this song now. Yeah. And we're sitting there listening, and she's like, damn, he's got a really good guitar. And it's not a bad guitar, but it's not like it's cheaper than the ones we're yeah, playing. Yeah, it's Blue Ridge. It's just, it's, it's a great guitar, but it's, you know. It's how he plays it. It's how he plays and that's, it. And she's like, what does he have in that guitar? What's he plugging it in that makes it sound so good? I said, honey, it's, it's not what he's plugging no. it into. <laughs> it's him. That's, that's hilarious. Why, yeah, that's why I like. Like I said, this new one, but I try to play it as best I can. But if you heard Ethan pick it, you'd it'll. He's it'll a bad man. Yeah, but uh, it's crazy. We uh, started this song the first part of last year. Me, him, and Jarrett, and we were actually writing another song, and the song was just not like it just wasn't going. Yeah. Finally, I said, "Boy, I said, let's just stop for a second. Let's just stop." I said. Um, and I just had an idea come to me, like, real quick. <clears throat> and uh, I said, what y'all think about uh, You Just Had to Be There? Yeah, we started messing around with it. Well, we wrote a version of it. I wasn't happy with it. Ethan wasn't happy with it. And uh, we sat sat with it for a while, and finally we got back together, me, him, and Jarrett, and that's what we come up with. But finally got the song done, and I, I really like it, but... I'll try to play as good as, not as good, but here we go. You just had to be there. Seaport sunrise on the coast of Maine. The home running Boston at the Red Sox game. Route 66, cross-country drive Stars dancing with the northern lights The kind of things words can't describe Cause you just had to be there You just had to see for yourself Cause pictures can't begin to paint Or tell the way you feel To find a memory in every scene it's almost like you follow me Everywhere I swear, girl, it ain't fair That you just had to be there Try moving on, made a brand new start my mind could only drift so far I thought a thousand miles away I'd find a place to escape Where you would give this heart a break But you just had to be there You just had to see for yourself Cause pictures can't begin to paint or tell the way it feel To find a memory in every scene It's almost like you follow me Everywhere I swear, girl, it ain't fair That you just had to be there Every time I turn my head North, south, east, or west you made sure I can't forget That you just had to be there You just had to see for yourself 
Cause pictures can't begin to paint or tell the way it felt. And find a memory in every scene. And so it's like you followed me everywhere I swear, girl, it ain't fair. You were everywhere, I swear, girl, it ain't fair That you just had to be there Why'd you have to be there? Give yourself nice. some credit, Dixie. <laughs> yeah, very nice, dude. Thanks, man. Dixie. How many uh, credits do I get to cut your songs? Like, how many... <laughs> Where, how far can I go with this? Did to you like Blaine? That's enough. That too. Thanks, man. Appreciate like, it. For real, thank that's you. Great. Oh man, I hate you. <laughs> that first, that first part too. Yeah, I love, I love that the whole opening part of it, oh, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just I look because I told them when I came up with the idea, I'm like, you know, you hear people say like all the time, like they're trying to tell a story about man, you just had to be there like to really get what's going on, and then I was like, but well, we got a twist at the end of where like. He's beating her memory up like, why'd you have to be there? Like, you just had to be there. Everywhere I try to run from you, you just had to be there. That's beautiful. No, it is. It is. It reminds me of, uh, I I don't know if y'all are like this, but there's been people like women that I've dated that have fucked up my favorite songs. Right. That (laughs) that were like, there's a Dylan Carmichael song. That is, uh, it's the, Dylan Carmichael's got a song called Dancing Away With My Heart. That is my favorite fucking song but every time i hear it i think about the worst heartbreak i've ever had it's horrible (laughs) so like i hear it and i'm like man fuck this bitch but i still love this song (laughs) like it used to be our song but i wish i could take it back and i can't like i I can't separate the two yeah like it's completely fucked me for the rest of my life yeah but it's you know that's what that's what i think about when i hear that song though yeah it's cool too because like we started writing it and uh we literally picked like most of sometimes you know you get in a writing room or you, you get an idea and like song will just fall out you know or yeah. it it might be 90 percent there and you tweak this and tweak that this song we picked it a part like like a damn like in the operation room like we picked that thing but i i'm glad how it wound up and ended up so but uh I'm i wish i could have been there yeah we should have been there. Yeah. <laughs> you stupid bitch. <laughs> we would have been cut in on that deal. Right? Oh, man. Fuck Blaine. I mean, they usually do. You don't get to do nothing. They throw you a bone every once in a while. Oh, whatever. Yeah. All right, Brian. I, I think it's Blaine. Ain't it Blaine? It don't matter. It, Blaine, I don't think Blaine gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> we can do whiskey and the devil right quick. Go ahead. Do it. Yeah. T- tell them about it. And, All right. Uh, yeah, we, I think with this bullshit, everybody get on time. I know, Jesse, I don't know how much time you have, big guy. If you having fun, you've got to go. I mean, I'm, I'm having a good time, man. Sit around, I, mean, I ain't mad at it. Stay. All right, cool. I, hey, th- I'm good till 6'10". Go, what? I'm good till 6'10". Till 6'10"? Well, you got to go. <laughs> oh, I was about to <laughs> Why y'all got a bullet pass on me like that? No, no, come on. No, this is what he does. This is this is what he does. But the first time that I ever it's been a year almost. Um I went on a road trip last year. The first time the show got into the top one hundred, we made it up to uh forty seven in the world. And I decided to celebrate I was gonna take a road trip and the last stop on the road trip we went to Texas, then we ended up in Nashville for three or four days. And uh when we came here I had some friends that was like 
you have to meet two people while you're here that, that you haven't met yet. And it was Blaine and it was Ethan. Mm-hmm. And like, you're going to love them. Ethan's going to sing you a song at the very end of the show that we're going to do. It was the first writer's round that I'd ever recorded. Um, you, it was, it was Trey. JC, uh, Trey Landon, um, Lee Tucker, John Foxy. Uh, it was great. Yeah. And uh, Ethan Phillips played that. What it raised, raised, amazing, or not uh, saved, saved, by grace. saved by grace, saved by yeah. grace, and it yeah. killed me. It, yeah, it ruined me at the end of it. And then this son of a bitch right here, yeah, at the very end of it comes in, not, not even for the podcast, just hanging out that night. And then I hate him, but ever since then, he's just done nothing but talk shit to me for the past year. <laughs> <laughs> and I have fell in love with this stupid ass. Like I just, it's just stupid. But anyway, Brian, enough of uh. Me, <laughs> he just frustrates me. <laughs> Someone's uh, got to. <laughs> no, like, shut up. Wait, Go yeah. ahead, Brian. <laughs> yeah, this song uh, it kind of follows up with uh, with that self inflicted scars. Uh, like I said, I've I've been trying to uh, slowly migrate away from the so much whiskey because I I let it take over me for a long time, and uh, especially moving here. Uh, I realized that there's just too many places to drink in this town, you know, and it's it's just hard for somebody to quit drinking, especially when everybody wants you to come hang out every night. It seems like on a, on a Monday night y'all are going to party down. That's why I'm not living here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this song's called "Whiskey and the Devil." <clears throat> if y'all like old school country, well, I'm getting older. And I'm growing tired I ain't seen a mirror In a long, long while I've lost a lot of weight and most of my mind Well, damn you, whiskey You let me down for the last time Whiskey and the devil And all the hell has put me through devil drove me to drinking The drinking drove me away from you And I still have your memory It's one thing I can't leave behind But damn you whiskey let me down for the last time Out on this road It's lonely and cold Can't seem to find you No matter where I go And this old bottle The thorn in my side Well damn you whiskey Let me down for the last time Whiskey and the devil Not the hell has put me through The devil drove me to drinking The drinking drove me away from you And I still have your memory one thing I can't leave behind 
damn you whiskey Let me down for the last time Whiskey and the devil Now the hell has put me through The devil drove me to drinking That drinking drove me away from you And I still have your memory It's one thing I can't leave behind But damn you whiskey You let me down for the last time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That has got outlaw 70s country. Yeah. Mm. Just Thank all you. over it, brother. That's always Hard nasty. Course, son. <laughs> telling you. Awesome. What's crazy, and I, I was telling them the story. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know, was Blaine here yet? I think I was just telling Dixie. Uh, when I first met him, I met him around some other folks. Brian, um, completely random when we met like a year or so ago. He was writing for somebody who was just like on social media. Yeah. Um, somebody, they got talent, but they just, you know, they were playing his songs. And because they've got a social media following, you know, they didn't really acknowledge the dude. And I told him the first time I met him, I was like, you're way more talented than this guy. <laughs> Why are you just letting this guy play your songs? Then I remember he might have thought you might have thought I was crazy that night when I pulled yeah. you aside before y'all got back on the tour bus. Well, I know. Yeah, I was just I thought it was crazy. We was all on a bus. I was, yeah. like, I was like, man, how do we get on a bus? The Prevost. <laughs> yeah. And I told him I was like, dude. You, but it was. I mean, it was, you'll eventually find out. It was a cool. Like it was cool. Like I loved being on the bus, but it was like the whole time I'm thinking, man, uh, I've been doing this for 14, 15 years, and. Here I am on the first run with these guys, and we're on a Prevost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you was the one doing the hard work, though. <laughs> well, I mean, I was putting in the work for sure. Like I said, I was writing songs. and They were doing their part. I'm not yeah, I'm yeah. not going to sit here and say other folks wasn't doing their part in that group, because they, they were, but I knew it that night. There was people that played the show that night at my studio, and everybody was cool. Everybody was a good person. Uh, I liked them. But uh, you had Brian didn't say a word the entire night. He did not speak. You sitting at the table with everybody. Um, somebody played a song at the table, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's good. That's okay. And he was like, yeah, Brian wrote it. And I was like, okay. Brian has still not said a word. Then uh, Brian was like, yeah, I've got a song. I was like, well, fuck it, play it. Brian mm -hmm. plays it. And I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, why aren't you playing music? Yeah. Like, why is this guy... Doing your stuff. Like, I, I just didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. And now how many followers you got on TikTok and everything? Uh, on, on TikTok, I got 300,000. And on, <laughs> on Spotify, I've got 750,000. 750, Come on, Sean. He's got, he's got one song that is what, Beauty and the Struggle? Beauty and the Struggle. That it just like blew up for him on there. Right now, right now, it's doing just on Spotify half a million a week. Holy oh, cow, no. son. Rolling on. Come on with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a good old boy. Who you been on the road with lately? Colt Ford and who else? Uh, I did uh, did some stuff with Colt. I did. Uh, I got some stuff coming up with Shenandoah. And, Heck yeah, man. Uh, got some stuff pitched out to do some stuff with Kip Moore and 
and a couple other guys and doing a lot of doing a lot of my own stuff too this year so it's like i'm i'm kind of touring on my own with a band up there with uh you're going to boston this weekend right boston yeah headed to boston for two nights back to back in the struggle shuttle yeah. Hey, I like the struggle show. You got what I want. I you, I want to get what you have, the van, the big-ass van, yeah, and put all the equipment that I have in it in a bed. And just go. And just go. Yeah. And Dude, just do what the fuck I want to. That's one man. thing. Like, when I found that thing, I asked all my guys, because we play a lot of shows where they have in-house production. Like, I used to carry around a trailer and all oh, that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and then when I got with these guys, they were like, no, man, you ain't got to do that no more. You just need to carry what all your guys need, your drums and all that stuff. So I found that shuttle bus, and I was like, I can build this thing out all the way to the wheelchair ramp. (laughs) And then then I can load all their stuff up with the wheelchair ramp. And, you know, literally I wrote, we rolled all the cases up on that thing and pick it up. No picking it up. Just rolled rolled it up with the wheelchair ramp. And it works out perfect for what we do. And uh, I like it, man. Like I said, this could be our first 18-hour haul one way in it. Well, I'm proud of you from it being a, it's almost a year ago. I looked at it a while ago. It was within a week. Of you being at the studio and me a, telling you a year ago, I yeah. was a year ago. I was, uh, I was like I said, I was, I was kind of trying to find my own way, man. I was, I was uh, coming out of a lot of hardships and and stuff, and I, and I had hardly no followers. I'd been doing it for fourteen years, and like I said, I had about fifty thousand monthly listeners. I worked for thirteen years to get to, and then. Next thing I know, Beauty and the Struggle comes out, More Than Shine comes out, and that song Lost comes out. And then all, all of a sudden, within a year, it went from 50,000 to 300,000. And in the last few months, it went, in two months, it went from 300,000 to 750. And I was like, there might be something to this old thing. Eh? Dang, man. That's awesome. Well, I'm a, I'm there might be something you. to this old thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to that. I'm gonna get Blaine to play one more, and then uh, I'm going to ask you if you don't, if you can't do it, that's fine. But um, as we're leaving, as we're all getting out of here, the song that you played me and Duxie and Blaine right beforehand, the uh, Run Me Out of Nashville song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why don't you play that as we end the show? Because I think yeah. that uh, by the end of this week, I think we all – I think I'm going to get run out as much trouble as I'm finna get into over here. Thank you. What you got for us, Princess? I'm not sure yet, uh, Captain. Uh, let's see here. I ain't done this one in a while. I'm trying to think of something I ain't done on your show yet. It surprised me. Um, and we ain't got to be done yet. Dukes, you got anything else you want to do? I don't have nothing to do tonight. I don't have anything to do. I can hang out as long as y'all want to. I wasn't trying to speed it up. No, go ahead and kick us the hell out, Josh. Yeah. I see how it is. I'm with you, bitch. I'm literally, <laughs> I am your roadie the rest of tonight. Dixie's probably Lord got, you us. know, like some book to go read or. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what you got to do. You got to go be a good boy somewhere. Well. Ha! <laughs> I do got to get some food here in a minute. Don't let him pick on I me. do got to go get some <laughs> food here in a minute. Though. I thought, no, for the longest time, I thought he was the sweetest person in Nashville. Oh, uh, here we go. I've all, no, no, I don't mean in a bad way. I don't mean in a bad way. I just never understood why he was our friend. <laughs> That's what a nice person he is until I met Ethan Phillips. And then I realized Justin Dukes ain't shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Justin Dukes. Is not the nicest person in Nashville. Ethan Phillips is. I, just, I feel like he could definitely. I feel like you'd definitely be in the top top list of people. Of nice He's nice, people but Ethan Phillips I'm is just you, a whole well, different person. I appreciate person. that, Justin. But I tell you, man, Ethan Phillips. If there's anybody that's good as gold, 
My God. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Like, when I grow up, I want to be like Ethan Phillips. <laughs> and isn't he younger than all of us? Yeah, he's 25. Good Lord. His mama and daddy did a hell of a job. Oh, yeah, dude. And so, talent. And talent. Yeah, talented. Have Ethan you ever met him, Jesse? Who's that? Ethan Phillips. I haven't. You have to. Yeah. It, he's he's got one he's got a song called Wish You Were Out Sometime. Okay. And like but he, all, that's that's kind he's of baby Luke side, Combs. but, but he, yeah, like Baby Luke Combs. He's baby Luke Combs, but he's sweet. What's the one he does that he does the girls' voice? Oh, the one that me and him wrote is called They Get That From You. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The Risha Wright sometime is fire too. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wrote that one, Timothy Baker. He's a, he's just a good dude, man. Oh yeah, man. He's just I mean, a, he is just a solid, solid dude. You over there confused there, Blaine? Yeah, I had it pulled up and then I lost it. I don't know where it went. I probably deleted it. It's gone forever. Uh, <laughs> it's gone forever. But we'll go off what I remember. Okay. Go ahead, Pumpkin. Uh so I wrote this song. Uh well, thank you, sir. I guess a couple years ago. Um I've got a knack for finding women that I like that don't like me and tricking them. Oh shit, me too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I found out she was uh, I didn't find out but I kind of put things together we dated for five years you know I thought like damn this is long enough might as well commit to this you know so I started saving for a ring and she started saving gas money I think she's going back to Cochran to do some crazy shit with some radio host or something <laughs> um, yeah what'd you say <laughs> <laughs> why don't you say that again He's where I'm sure not reading that text message <laughs> I said I was saving for a ring while she was saving up gas money to go see some dude in Cochran that did some kind of radio host thing. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> no, but uh, anyways, it wasn't meant to be, but um, anyways, I got a song out of it, I think. It ain't nothing crazy, but it's about the only one thing I think of right now that I haven't played on your show yet. And I'm going to mess it up because I ain't played it in a month of Sundays. I know the feeling inside. He walked away with a prize The one that I let slip right through my hands And I once had his world Hell, I once held his girl And with her by my side, I was a lucky man Now his real life is just my fantasy I only get to hold her in my dreams But when I try real hard I can still feel her heart Beating on top of mine As we held each other tight And if I think hard enough I can still feel her touch And what I'd give to hold her one last time but I'm just holding memories in my mind In five years together Sure feels like forever Thinking back on all the things we've done When it comes to highs and lows we had our share both but She just walked away like all was wrong and I can't remember what goes right here But I'm sure it would bring Josh Terry a tear But when I try real hard 
I could still feel her heart beating on top of mine as we held each other tight. Don't ruin my song, Josh. Never think long <laughs> enough. Still feel her touch. What I'd give to hold her one last time. But I'm still holding memories in my mind. Feel how I'd let it get so out of control. I pray my memory never lets her go. So when I try real hard, I can still feel her heart beating on top of mine as we held each other tight. When I think long enough, I can still feel her touch and what I'd give to hold her one last time. I'm still holding memories I'm still holding memories In my mind In my mind I fucking hate you (laughs) You son of a bitch You're a A little bit I feel like you would totally go Hell yeah, boy. I feel I feel like he's got I feel like Keith Whitley somewhere in his family tree. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Screw that mic back up to you there, big fella. You. Me? Oh, is it so I can hear you? Oh. There you go. No, I just uh I hate you. Um, I didn't have to go and up. interrupt my song like that, Josh. You made me laugh. <laughs> what was bad is my stupid ass should have kept recording because it was so generic. When he's like, I don't remember what goes here, but I'm sure it would bring Josh Terry to tears. That I should have kept recording. Yeah, that was honestly yeah, I, I did because that was like, oh, yeah, God, it was, it was so good. <laughs> rhymed and everything. Yeah, yeah. really good it sequencing. Good. Yeah. yeah, we're going to. Josh uh, brings the best out of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's going to be really good is you're going to have to remember because uh, before you leave here. Uh, you're gonna record that so I can listen to it drunk a lot. Ha <laughs> 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 ha! Jokes on you, bitch. <laughs> hey, what you, you need to do it? is you need to podcast a writing session one day. Just a, just a one day, just let people write songs on. That's the not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, that's really not a bad you idea. Get like three, four. So just it's a really good just, idea, actually. Yeah. That'd be fun to listen to. People yeah. would enjoy that. People can well, that, actually that's see what, like, what goes into it. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's why, like, one of the things people, I want to always ask. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like why I'm here. Um, one of the things that I pitched to the sponsors that were helping take care of all this was I wanted to set, usually when I do this, I do it at Lee Tucker's place and just set up everything, go there. But I love Lee. Lee, he's about good for one night out of three. <laughs> Them other two nights, he's either working, doing something, or he's just like, oh, I'm good, buddy. <laughs> like, I just want to, you know. I want to watch South Park eat chicken nuggets and not do anything. Yeah. It's, that's what he wants to do, and I'm fine with that. I love him. But I want it to be where, let's just say, me and Blaine tonight. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm not saying it ain't going to happen. Don't you tease me of a good time. I, I'm about to, sweetie. I'm, when he gets done playing Music City tonight. One Girl. thing is one what you mean this morning in the yeah, morning this morning. Girl. 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 I don't know what the fuck is done. That's what I'm gonna sound like tomorrow. I don't care. Uh whenever we get done, one thing that I want people to know about musicians or like you guys is I've been telling uh, folks this forever. It's 
when you watch a movie, you watch a television show. You get invested in a character. And even when a character takes a bad turn in a movie or a series or whatever, you still support them because you're invested in them. And then they come back around. So it's the same thing with the musician. You're not always going to put out a banger. You're not always going to put out the best ever. Yeah. You're not always going to have a number one. But if you build a fan base that loves and supports you, even when you have a bad day, you have a bad song or whatever, Morgan Wallen's a prime example right now. With the bullshit that happened to him last year, his fan base never turned his back on him. He probably gained more fans because of everything that happened, right? So when you do shows like this and it's not just a regular writer's round, it's more in-depth, it's people getting to know you, it's where people have a reason to fall more in love with you, to have an attachment to you. And what I pitched to the sponsors was, hey, we might be buzzed, we might be drunk, we might be completely sober. But if we set up everything from the studio in Nashville and I say to you guys, hey, let's go watch Blaine tonight. And when we get done, there's a chance that we'll come back and we'll sit around and we'll bullshit and we'll record. You're liable to hear some stories that you might not hear on a regular day. You mm -hmm. might hear something that, you know, we had a long conversation at a bar. The best shows that we've done or the best shows that I've done have been to where there were conversations beforehand. They were, we already had talked about some stuff. We'd already drummed some stuff up. If me and you would have got in front of Mike's after Saturday night, uh, some of the hearts to hearts we had, it had been good. Duke, same thing that me and you've done before, mm -hmm. you know? Me and you too. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just, that's where you get some really good conversations, whether alcohol is involved or not. It's just, it usually takes with a show, sadly enough, it takes about 30 to 45 minutes if you don't really know each other. For there to get momentum. Right. Think sure. about it if you've got a whole night of just vibing with somebody, connecting with somebody, mm -hmm. having a feel, and then you get content out of it. Mm -hmm. That's when you really get some heart to heart good stuff. And that's what, you know, we pitched and they love that idea. Yeah. So that's why the rest of this week, if you guys come up with any ideas, like that writer's round thing. This thing is open to y'all just as much as it's open to me this week. If y'all want to do it, you got the creative vets. At any point in time this week, if there's a couple of them that want to come tell their stories, you text me, bring them. Bring them. I would love to hear their stuff, man. I would love to hear their stuff. And at the same time, we, we you know, put their stuff out there. We put your stuff out there. This is about cross-branding. and There's a big enough piece of the pie for all of us to help each other and push each other. We all should be fucking building each other up. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. All right, Brian. Uh, first off, Blaine, thank you. For coming, drop your social media stuff. Um, Instagram is at Blaine Bunting, B L A I N E B U N T I N G, at Blaine Bunting. Um, and then Facebook is Blaine Bunting Music. Thank I think you. that's pretty much it. And then Snapchat is Blaine3CC. My OnlyFans is. Shut up, Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jesse, drop all your stuff. Uh, Jesse Wayne Taylor is my Facebook. Instagram's Jesse Wayne T. Twitter's Jesse Wayne T. I ain't really on Twitter much, but you know. I don't even know if people have Twitter anymore. And I then don't. TikTok should be Jesse Wayne T too. Yeah. Cool. Dukesy? Uh Facebook, Justin Dukes Music. Instagram, Justin underscore Dukes underscore music. Uh, I don't get on Twitter, so don't even worry about that. Um, starting to do this TikTok thing, and it's <laughs> at Justin Dukes. And uh, I finally got me one of those. 
little things with lights on it. So. If y'all if y'all give me me and Brian five minutes before y'all leave here, I will all blow up each other's TikToks real fast. Yeah, yeah, because sure. I, I <laughs> listen, I'm I'm sitting at like four hundred and ninety yeah. something, and you get I, to a thousand, you'll be going live, man. Dude, I yeah. don't know how to work it. That's no, why he he texts me earlier. I got, I got y'all. I got Brian knows Brian knows how to do it too. I've got like. I don't know, two hundred sixty something thousand. He's You're got three hundred. Yeah. You just nine. got to, you yeah. got to know how to play the game. Yeah. All right. Gotta well, I got to learn, then. I got a question for yeah. you. Before we let him close yeah. us out, you mind if I play one of them creative vet songs? Yes, I would you love to. Play one of them? I was trying. I don't, we don't have to rush. Like, I, 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 I felt thought, like he's kicking I, us out. No, he's always he's kicking like, us out. All right, y'all tell everybody oh, your Instagram yeah. names. We'll see you later. I won't know. I thought. It was I'll actually just about because to make of another you. drink. It was actually make us one. I thought it was. Remember when I called you uh, and you was like, "I got an hour and a half." The last thing I ever want to do is when people get on the show is like take up too much of their time. Oh, dude, it's all good. I was gonna no. try to sneak over to my girlfriend's apartment before she got off work and cook her dinner. Oh. But I texted her and I was like, "Hey, oh, I'm you doing this sweet. podcast," and she said, "Take your time." There, there you go. Then that's fine. We're good. <laughs> We're good. Once you get that green light, it's. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I've already sent her back to AJ's guy. You're fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love your lady. She's so sweet. You need to tell her that dark-headed one from the bar she needs to bring around next time. Okay. Yes. Go ahead, Mr. Jesse. We'll shut up now. <laughs> it's okay. So I am uh, right now the Nashville music Nashville music instructor at Creative Vets. And um, do you want to tell them what Creative Vets is real fast? Yeah, I will. So my friend Richard Casper is a veteran. I am not, and uh, he was serving our country. And forgive me if I don't say all of it right, but I'm just going to try to give you a brief overview. He was serving our country, and his best friend was serving right beside him. He got shot right beside him, lost his best friend. He got hit by several different IEDs, um, and so came back home with a brain injury um, and was having trouble dealing with that um, and the loss of his friend. And He was taking some classes at a college, and he decided he was going to take an art class because he thought that that would maybe be an easier class for him to pass just mm -hmm. to like get a good grade. And uh, he took the class, and there was a, a project that the teacher asked them to do. He did his project, and it was time to present the project. And um, the, before he started to talk about the project, the teacher said, Hey, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you to stop. I'm going to let everybody else go around and tell you what they think about your, your art piece. And so they went around the, the, the class and was like, Well, I think the, that red stands for blood, and I think this stands for that, and I think that stands for you losing your friend. And... And so he realized in that moment, like, he communicated a lot just through that piece of art. Um, and then also, in that same moment, he was able to, like, talk about it. Yeah. Like, it, at that point, he, it was there, and, like, the people that were talking about it and saying, well, this is what I think it was, this is what I think it was, he was able to say, well, no, it's actually this. And it was actually this. And so he was able, he had power over that story at that point. Yeah. Um, and he made that recognition for himself, and he wanted to help other veterans do the same thing. So he started Creative Vets, um, and there's an art division that's based out of Chicago, and then there's the songwriting division here in Nashville. And I met Richard um, several years ago, early on, when he was just networking at the Whiskey Jam one night, trying to find songwriters that would be willing to write with the program. 
And he told me about what he was wanting to do. And I was like, man, that sounds awesome. If you ever need somebody, I'm not like an award-winning songwriter or anything, but if you need somebody, holler at me and I'll do it. And that was, I was still drinking back then, yeah. dude. And that was like nine o'clock at the Whiskey Jam. I was like a Miller Lite and a Jameson in. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah. And I meant every word I said, but like we whiskey jammed the rest yeah. of the night, okay? Like I, <laughs> I, I went around and drank plenty more Miller Lite and plenty more Jameson. Woke up the next morning to a phone call from Richard at 10, like 10.30. Maybe even earlier than that, and he was like, "Hey, man, so I do have a veteran here this morning that needs somebody to write with him." And I was like, "That's awesome." Man. I said, "I'll be there. Let me go throw up in the toilet real yeah. quick." And I'll be there. I did not throw up in the toilet. I was able to keep it down. But yeah. I, I, I did not feel great that morning, and I, I rolled into town and met with it was maybe two other people besides the veteran that was going in the program that was in the writers' room, and that was it changed my life. Like watching him go through something he had never processed before in those four hours mm -hmm. and, and us turning into music. Richard, after the writing session, we had a, like a writer's run that night I was playing and he was like, Hey man, this, this gentleman's going to be in town tonight. I'm going to bring him to the writer's run. Is there any way you would play the song we just wrote? And I'm the kind of writer I like to sit on. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I need like, I want to have like at least two weeks where I'm playing it and yeah. listen to the work tape where it's like really sitting in my brain. He's like, well, he's only going to be here one more night. Will you please play it? And I'm like, all right, I will play it. Yeah. So I pulled my phone up and read the lyrics and sang it the whole time. And like I said, I didn't really want to do it when I did it. But, man, that guy smiled and cried and sang every single word back to me the whole time. That's awesome. And, man. yeah, it, it was unbelievable to see him go from not being able to talk about something to mm -hmm. singing about it with a smile on his face. And that was a big deal. It was a big deal. It was like... I, I kind of felt like good Lord was saying, you know, it didn't take a whole lot for you to do that, and it meant a whole lot, lot more to him. And so uh, after that, I told Richard, if, you know, if you ever need somebody to volunteer, holler at me. And I've gotten the opportunity to do that several times over the years. And then since February, I have been the national music instructor, and I've been doing guitar lessons and one-on-one -on -one songwriting sessions with veterans that are on the waiting list to go through the program. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Man. It's been awesome, a big man. blessing awesome. for yeah. sure in my life without a doubt. Yeah, that's how me and you got connected in the first place, right? Yeah, man. I'm about to play the one I, I played you that night. Yeah, I and uh, I got, yeah, I remember it was a live oak. Yeah. And uh, I'm telling you, before you play it, though, I just want to tell you, I've listened to the whole creative event. The, the first, it's only, is it volume one or mm -hmm. is there multiple ones now? There's volume, there, well, there's the veteran songs and then there's also, there's a bunch of singles that they're yep. now releasing a new single okay. every month. Last, okay. This last one was my buddy Willie Shaw. He's an awesome artist and, and he was the singer on that one. And I wanted to make, I wanted people to know that those songs are available. Oh, please. Yeah. And like, the, dude, like Craig Campbell was on one a few mm -hmm. months back. Aaron Lewis and Vince Gill are singing on one called They Call Me Doc. It's like awesome. It's just all acoustic. That Vince just sounds Aaron. like I'm going uh, to squall. You got to go listen. You really like, honestly, all of these songs are really, really so, so great. And it's a great cause, man. Thank it's, you, dude. That's, that's so that's powerful, awesome, man. man. Well, if y'all ever needed any volunteers or whatever, man, just let me know. Exactly. Dude, well, I'll get you on, uh, I'll get you on the list, my friend. Yeah, man. I'll yeah, get you in touch with the, with the folks that, that set it up. So this this particular song is called Unbroken. There's a gentleman, gentleman named Daniel Hebert who's going through the program, and Richard called me like the day before and was like, "Hey man, will you can you write tomorrow?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And he was like, "Cool, we're gonna write at the Grand Ole Opry." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, "Okay, down for sure." I was already down, but like, wow. So I roll up there and uh, I met Daniel. I guess not too long. After I, you know, several other veterans that were going to go that day, it was like maybe a group of 12 
All 12 of the veterans have another veteran who have gone through the program that go in the songwriting session with them, kind of like their battle buddy. And then you got like two Nashville song- songwriters that are typically not veterans yeah. um, in their right. And that's how it was in our room. It was me, Daniel Hebert, Richard Casper, my friend who started, uh, is the co-founder of Creative Vets. And then Dan Couch, who's a Nashville songwriter. He wrote something about a truck. Mm-hmm. Um, several other other hits for, for Kit Moore. Um, and so... Uh, Anyways, we sit down in this room, and uh, my buddy Daniel was definitely like, you could tell he wasn't super pumped to like do it, you know, to have like this therapeutic moment. Yeah. But like, you could also tell at the same time, I, I th- definitely think he was ready for it. So we, we sat down, and he started sharing with us a bit about his, his life, and, and we went on for probably about an hour and determined, you know, like we talked about, like, there's so many different ways you can write your story and, and what you want to say, and like, you, there, you don't have to say things if you don't want to no. say things. And you can maybe communicate things that you don't want to say in a way that makes sense to you that's not going to, like, say yeah. stuff to other people that you don't want to say. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, also, we went through the whole process of, like, the different, like, ways you can write. And, and I, like, I, I don't remember who brought it up, but it was something of, like, basically writing a letter to someone. And he was like, okay, that's cool. I, I, would, I think I would like to write something for my kids. I'm having a hard time, like, communicating to them how I'm feeling. And so uh, we locked in on that, dude, and we started rolling down that snowball hill, man. And I'm going to tell you something right now. It's a good Lord working in the room. And I was very, very lucky to be there. And I'm so happy to get on Facebook every single day and see my buddy Daniel Hebert and his kids on there. It really does a lot for me. Um, So this one's called Unbroken. It goes out to my buddy Daniel Hebert and his kiddos. I know I'm your daddy And I'll always be Even though sometimes it seems like You have to daddy me Like daddy are you okay Are you alright Did you have another dream last night Well I wish you could have seen me When I felt like Superman Back before I lost that piece of me Out in the desert sand now the sky ain't always blue And I ain't gonna lie to you You know I'm broken But I'm in the fight Yes I'm broken But I'll be alright Well I'm so broken And here's the truth I feel unbroken When I'm with you When I'm with you When I'm with you Well there's a lot of pain behind The scar on my right knee But the ones that hurt the most Are all those scars that you can't see I try to act tough and cover it up And keep it all locked up inside Yeah, deep inside You 
You know I'm broken, but I'm in the fight Yes, I'm broken, but I'll be alright well, I'm so broken, but here's the truth I feel unbroken when I'm with you When I'm with you When I'm with you I feel unbroken The way you smile The way you laugh The way you love It brings me back You bring me back Yeah, you bring me back You know I'm broken But I'm in the fight Yes, I'm broken, but I'll be alright I'm so broken, but here's the truth Well, I feel unbroken when I'm with you You know I'm broken, but I'm in the fight Yes, I'm broken, but I'll be alright I'm so broken, but here's the truth I feel unbroken when I'm with you When I'm with you When I'm with you I feel unbroken Goodness gracious. <laughs> Why you make me follow this guy every time? CreativeVets.org. Check them out. That's so, awesome. All the socials. Everywhere. TikTok. Check them out. It's like, I'm really lucky to be there getting a front seat at seeing some really cool healing. Do you think they care if we tagged them in this? Please tag them. Yeah, we, we are. It. Well, I'll tag them in the episode when yeah. I when I upload it. It's amazing, though. Hey, and you can keep that guitar. I'm just going to burn it after that. <laughs> <laughs> Go sit your stupid ass down and pull the mic back to your face. I was going to sit next to you. That way I got to go far to talk shit. <laughs> you, they're going to love you tonight in Music City, boy. You're going to be in rare form. Hell, if he even gets there. Oh, I'll get there. <laughs> oh, man. Um, beautiful job, man. Dude, that's, that's awesome. He's trying to show you. He ain't going to see it yet. <laughs> Seriously, that's just, that's just one of the things where you, like, it was just an awesome, beautiful moment. Every time I play it, man, I'm back in that room, and 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 I like get to like I'll visualize them on Facebook and stuff, man. I got to he he came to town about I don't know something like five or six months ago now, and he brought the kids to town, and it'd been like almost two years to the date that we had written that song, and like it just was like man, this totally different look in his eyes, man. I love that guy. I'm just so happy that I got to be there and be a part of that. And, uh, yeah, dude, that's all I got to say about it. I'm a lucky guy. Uh, well, you, as someone who, uh, and this is completely different. I've never served or anything. I'm a suicide survivor. A lot of people in, in this room have heard my story and everything. When you figure out what your therapy is, it's huge for you. It, it is. Mm -hmm. This is a... There's a joke that goes around as a meme or whatever. It's uh, men who have mental health issues start podcasts. And uh, it kind of makes sense. It does because you get to talk about your, What? That's real? It's real. It's a meme. Oh. I didn't know that. 
It is a me. It's it's kind of joke. It's like you know how women say like certain red flags or whatever. It's like if he's got a podcast, he's got mental health issues and red flags. <laughs> Surprise, Shawty. Uh, <laughs> Hello, in case you didn't know. <laughs> but um, no um, I built Dukes is the one in here that's long known me the longest. I started off with the bearded bastard stuff, and I was very patriotic with a lot of things I did because I, I didn't serve, but I had family members that did that were Marines. And um, there was a lot of people that reached out that were veterans that just stole my heart. They stole my heart when I started sharing my story about my mental health issues. And when you hear that there are men and women that serve this country that do not have an outlet, that the VA kind of leaves them hanging, that their family and their friends don't understand that unless that it is a, a brother in arms or a sister in arms, they're the only ones that get it. Oh, I hear that so much. Like yeah. for real. Yeah, it's like it's scary. nobody gets me, nobody understands yeah. me. They get like really ingrained and go over yeah. there and they're part of a unit and then they come back over here yeah. and they're like, Well, the people that are there trying to be in their life, most of the time yeah. they're like, You don't get me. So then yeah. they like kind of close themselves off. They do. That's where I've been that's what I remember when I first met you or we first had our like, conversations and everything. It's because a lot of things you said to me had been said to me by a veteran that had been said to you. And it's just me and you, you're doing a way bigger part than I have ever done. Like you sitting down and actually giving them therapy. I've just talked shit standing up for them. Like you actually give them therapy. This is a huge difference. <laughs> like you help them. And there's, there's not enough thank you. There's going to be a lot of people – regardless of whatever you do in music or whatever, that right there, mm. oh, man, I hope your That's soul and your heart lives, is just man. big. Well, again, it's an opportunity, guys. Like, yeah. I'm lucky to be there. It's changed. Like, yeah. y'all don't understand. Like, it is like, whew. No, it's tried. Dude, I've cried. I've, I promise you. Justin Dukes has seen me. I got a mess. I'll tell you this. And if it makes you feel better, because we be grown men get emotional. I don't care. I was at a festival one time with the bearded bastard stuff, and I had a vet come up to me, and he told me with me sharing my story and me being like, you know what, it's okay. It's okay to know that you were at the end of your rope when you got there. You tried, you failed, but realizing there was something on the other side, and something that I said was like, look, you know, what's crazy about mine is my daughter was born 11 months after my suicide attempt. That's why her name is Gracie, and everything is mine because she's my saving grace. And this, the, the guy who tried to commit suicide, who was a veteran, he told me that his child was born within a year of his. And he said that when I said that to him, with all the struggles and shit he was going through, that it hit him like a ton of bricks, and he realized it didn't matter what the shit he was going through at the time that the good Lord had put his child there to remind him daily that your struggles are only temporary. And so, like, I know it made me squall, dude. I cried in this well, grown-ass man's arms. <laughs> I cried. One day you're going to have me on your podcast, and I'm not going to cry. <laughs> I, want you, I want you to cry. I love when, I love when people cry. And I, got, I got a lot of the same story, man. My, uh, I, had a, I took... 30 Percocets and had a 357 misfire right after I got back from the military. And uh, and less than a year later, it was when my, the next day is the day that I, I met the woman that became the mother of my child. And, uh, you know, and then we've been together for 14 years. And like I said, I've got four kids now. So I got the same, 
feeling you you got, man. That's why when I write my songs, it's it's a healing. It's a like I said, it's something that I try to. You know, it's therapy. It's, I've tried a lot of things. I've tried a lot of things to get over a lot of things, and sometimes even when I sing them on stage, sometimes these songs that I wrote in a in a bad time, it'll take me back there, but it'll also take me back there to show me how far I've came since yeah. then. You know, so yeah, that's well, all of you, all y'all's music does that. I hope you know that. Whether it's, I mean, any of y'all do. She played me that song. I'm not gonna say title or anything about earlier. That takes probably with the stuff that you've been through too. It takes. A musician has the capability that somebody, a normie like me, doesn't have. You get to tell a story that takes somebody back to a place in time that might be the saddest or might be the happiest place in time. It makes them relive something. And you have, it's, it's poetry. It's poetry with rhythm. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's that's, beautiful. It's that's storytelling. What you, that's what, and, uh, I mean, if you're a songwriter, yeah. that's what you do, man. I mean, yeah, that's, that, that is also why I'm an advocate for you guys to the so much that I love people like you. I, I get in trouble a lot, and I've had to tell myself, if I'm going to be in this industry, whether it was working in country radio before or to now, you can't knock certain people on the radio. You can't yeah. say certain things. But people like y'all that have heart, that do things like y'all do. Jesse, there ain't no way in hell, and I mean this, and if I get in trouble, I get in trouble. There ain't no way in hell what you do. That everybody in town should know your name. Mm-hmm. There ain't no way in hell. It is an unfair world. Yep. It's fucking unfair that you got people on TikTok that have got two million followers that can't fucking sing. That they can't sing. If they listen to this, you can't fucking sing. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't sing. But you can sing and you got a big fucking heart. Yep. Thanks. Yep. And yeah, and that you deserve, but also too, I, I believe. Yours is coming. Yours is coming. It took me six years from the start, a bearded bastard, to get to where now. And I'm still growing. Everybody's got everybody's got a different journey. These people that are fast-lived are going to fast die. Mm-hmm. They get the success fast, it's going to go fast. People that takes a lot longer, you know the common age of success is 40 years old. I don't know how old you are. I'm 34. I'm 33. <laughs> it's 40 years old before you're supposed to be successful in life. That is stupid. I don't know. Dukes, you're still a baby. Blaine, I don't know. How you. old are you? Me and Blaine are the same age, 27. You're both babies. But I'm 29, so you ain't that much. Yeah. yeah, you're a baby too. Yeah. I'll, I'll, be 20, I'll be 28 in March. Yeah, me and Brian. I'll be we're, we're closer, next Brian. Month. You're about we're to be there. <laughs> oh, you, are, you, about, you about did it. Oh, about is it up. that miserable sitting next to me? <laughs> you sort of ram your head into counters? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much it is. You all right, I will say this, though. That was a good one. After he played that Shit. one, I, I ain't going to follow me. it up with the other one. I played another one that, I, that ain't nobody heard. That's fine. That's fine. Oh. I ain't playing the other one, though. <laughs> so that, that, that's, not, that's fine. That's fine. What did you say, did Blaine? Not to interrupt anybody, but I didn't want to say you said one thing that uh, a minute ago that hit me, uh, and it's weird. You know how sometimes you have like the same conversation with completely different people, like back-to-back almost? Mm-hmm. So you said earlier, you said it. the Lord told you like it took just a small effort of you, small amount of your time to make a, a life-changing imp- impact on somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's beautiful, man, because I was talking to a buddy of mine at Legends the other day, and he went into one of the bars, and the bartender's having a rough start of her day, uh, left her car downtown the night before with her stuff in it, couldn't find it, you know, and, and other things were going on. She's just having a rough day, you know, and he's just a regular that comes in there all the time, and so they, I mean, he knew her, you know, it wasn't like a complete stranger, mm-hmm. but he was like, 
well, hell, give me your keys. Tell me where you think you left it, and I'll go find your car. I'll move it to the garage and bring you what you need because she already had to be at work. Mm -hmm. She's like, you do that for me? He's like, shit, I ain't got nothing else to do, you know? So he walks around, finds her car, gives it to the garage, brings her back her stuff, and she's like in tears. And um, and he's like, to him, it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. It ain't nothing, you know? Like, I didn't have nothing else to do. And I told him, I was, it was kind of pretty much what you just said. I said, yeah, but you're, you know, 20, 30 minutes of doesn't matter to you. She'll remember that for the rest of her life. Oh, yeah. yeah and, sure. and you just said that again pretty much, and that, that's true, man. Like, we, we all go through life, and you want, we all want to do right and help people. And sometimes you, you forget why you're doing it. And it's like, man, this is silly. Why the hell am I even worried about this? And then it's the little things like that. You realize it's like it's not putting you out none, and it's making somebody's world a lot better. Well, it, it's something weird, and it, it, this might not make sense to people if you're having like a lot of bad things happen to you right now. One thing I found out, uh, I used to be a bad person. I've told the majority of y'all this. Like between the ages of 18, 22, shit person. Life was downhill so bad, so fucking bad. Um, I swear I was really bad out with my depression and everything else in my life. Well, Gracie came around when I was 24. or Yeah, 24. So I found out something in the past couple of years when you start doing right and you start helping people and you start giving back and you start realizing that life isn't about you. Uh, this isn't your life. Like this, You're supposed to be an extension of whatever you believe in. So, like, if I sit here and I talk all this shit, I don't believe that Dukes... I only know everybody in this room because of Nate Kenyon. As stupid as that sounds, and I don't even speak to Nate Kenyon no more. It's because of him I met Lee. Because I met Lee, I met Dukes. Because I met Dukes, I met you and everybody else, right? Um, so it's been a chain reaction. I don't believe in coincidence anymore. But what I do, I do believe is... If you're having good things that line up in your life, then you're living right and you're doing what you're supposed to. When you have back-to-back-to-back bad things, then redirect. Like, you're not always where you want to be in life, but you're always where the good Lord wants you to be. Mm -hmm. If you're everything bad's happening to you, but you're kind of in the place you want to be, change your shit. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, yeah. not, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. You're just being ignorant and wanting to live the way that you, that you want to live. Sometimes you got to get out of your own way to do what you're supposed to be doing. Now, too many people think that the life that we live is supposed to be, I'm supposed to be rich, I'm supposed to be famous, I'm supposed to have a number one if it's mm -hmm. in y'all's minds or whatever. But what if it's y'all write a song that changes somebody's life? Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, and another thing, too, was like social media and stuff. It's yeah. easy to get down that rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. About, I mean, with what you do, yeah. podcasts, what we do with music. It's real easy to get like fall into that rabbit hole of like, well, they're doing this or they're yeah. playing here or he just signed this or she's doing this, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's like, like you said, you might not be where you want to be right mm -hmm. this minute, but well, what do you want your legacy to be though? Yeah, that, that's my thing with all of it. Like, this is a temporary life. Mm -hmm. What do you want? What do you want to live behind? Leave yeah. behind. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's funny you say that. A guy. Um, and I'm sure several people said this, but the man who told me this that sticks in my head, Jimmy Wayne Renfro back home, he's the big part of um, of me progressing musician-wise, I guess you could say. I'm not a big musician, but he helped me uh, conform what I was doing enough to where I could come to Nashville and not look like an idiot strumming the guitar like a garage kid. You know, uh, He took time with me, he, and he had that uh, experience. I mean, he played with several people up here, 
that uh, he had the experience that he could show me and teach me things. And uh, but he told me he told me a couple things. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and say both of them. One of them was uh, the only artists that he's ever met that never made it was the ones that give up. Yeah. And his other thing he said, uh, I already forgot because I went on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't know. Whiskey didn't have nothing to do with uh, that, did it? Uh, no, probably. But <laughs> but yeah. What were we talking about though? For real. You said that the dude taught you two things. Taught yeah, two what was, things. what'd you say before I said something? Because it had something with what you said. It was in, it, it was intertwined. You want me to remember? Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Anyways, where's the playback button? I <laughs> know oh, we don't do that. No, <laughs> Blaine, no Blaine talks enough. I shit, remember he's what it is. Remember. I remember what it was. He said the only way to be immortal in our life, live through a song. to live forever, exactly, is to be live through a song. Yeah. And and we, for some reason, God gave us that ability. You know, yeah. we get to write songs and and not to sound ugly, but I I look around and. Like, I ain't got shit. You know what I mean? Like, everything yeah. I got for is paid off, but it's all old and about to yeah. crap out, Fall you know? Apart. Exactly. Yeah, boy, I know how you feel. But Mine too. <laughs> every day I wake up, I love what I do. Uh, I've got support from more people than I deserve. Yep. And and I look at other people that are just trying to make ends meet, and they're still trying to figure out why why they're here, what they're doing. Boy, and you- and it, it, it hurts, man, honestly. I feel too privileged, and it, it's, 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 it sounds ugly. I don't know how to say it any better, yep. but... It's like, damn, I've I've really got more than I could have ever asked for through music. And I probably won't ever have nothing. But I still have something that like you said, that I come back to earth and I'm like, damn, you know, I got I got a purpose. I got something that I enjoy doing. You know what's crazy you say that? Is I don't know if any of y'all watched it. I just watched it last week. And it had been out for like a year and a half now. And I had no idea it existed. It has slipped through my fingers. I don't know how because I'm a big Cody Johnson fan. Oh, yeah, I watched it. The Cody Johnson documentary. I haven't hmm. watched it yet. Yeah. It's, it's on, it. it's on Amazon Prime right oh, now for I'm free. I'm telling you. No way. Yeah. Oh, watch that tonight. Yeah. yeah. You That's need to. Have you seen it? No, but I watched it. I've seen you awesome. post about it. Dude, let me tell you, because yeah. you know everything that we well, just talked about. Hey, I teared up watching no, no, that. I, I, just got, I just got chills. Yeah. I just got I chills because this literally just circled back around to it. How the good Lord just puts what's supposed to be in your path. There's a reason why I have not watched it until last week. I know now why I watched it last week. The three of y'all that have not watched it, blame what you just said. Mm-hmm. Cody Johnson, when you listen to his story and everything, he uh, he had several chances to do certain things, and he said, no, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it my way. And at one point in time, he had a chance to do something, and, and the good Lord, he, good Lord said no. Mm-hmm. The, he said, no, this isn't it for you. This isn't it for you. Listen to me. Next thing you know, the good Lord brought him right back and made mm-hmm. it make sense. Yeah. The good Lord lets it make sense for you. It does. I've said it a lot, and a lot of people, I am a horrible example as a Christian. I know I am, but I am a Christian. I do believe that Jesus Christ is more than Savior. But one thing I do believe, you got to walk by blind faith. And as long as you know that the good Lord is blessing you, you can't be on the right, the wrong path. If you're receiving, like, if you're getting screwed every single day, then you're then something's wrong. Change that shit up. Mm-hmm. But if there is good stuff happening, this is what's crazy. Just you called today after Dustin couldn't be here because he got hung up at pictures. You called. Justin, you were free today. Yeah. You were free today. Same thing. Dustin couldn't. You are usually working. Jesse, I, I, I mean you had talked this morning. And it was just random that you called because I was going to plan on getting you later on in the week. But you called. You were supposed to be here. 
There's no that's way. It. That's how I know. That is how I know. It's a snowball effect. Rolls downhill. Somebody's going to listen to this show. Hopefully a veteran or something. That's probably why. You know, yeah. I don't question it no more. It doesn't happen too many well, times. Every, th- every, every opportunity, yeah. music, life, yeah. whatever, in my thing, it's just, it's happened like that. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, eventually it's you just got to stop beautiful. trying to make <laughs> sense of it. And like you said, blind you faith, can't. just go with it. Yeah. You can't. Just go with it. All right, Brian, I think we've made enough people. Well, Sob up or whatever we've done the past little well, bit. This, this song ain't gonna help none. Cause, uh, oh, good, good, good. <laughs> but fellas, uh, thank y'all. We'll say goodbye to this anyway. Just play, play whatever you're gonna play, and then uh, uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, this this song. Uh, I was listening to you know this whole story, and like I said, I've been down some of the same, some of the same paths, and uh, this song's called "All in How You Stand." It's a uh, like I said, tell the story on a song. Where you been? People ask me where I've been. What's your story, my friend? Well, it's a hard one. And I don't talk. Seldom do I talk. But you know I've walked the walk and ain't proud of all I've done. And I wear the scars. And I speak from a broken heart And from a soul that's been torn apart By all my demons Cause I don't know where I'm going But ain't ashamed of where I've been Cause I know God must have put me there for a reason Hard times and good times I've had a mate we all but it's all in how you stand And not how hard you fall Lessons I've learned And the bridges I burned Every mistake was a turn That led to forgiveness my rebel pride I let that part of me die So much broken Inside that needs fixing But I know a man Who has healing in his hands The only one who truly understands What all I've been through Cause I don't know where I'm going But ain't ashamed of where I've been Cause I know God must have put me there for a reason Them hard times and good times I've had them, ain't we all But it's all in how you stand And not how hard you fall I don't know where I'm going But ain't ashamed of where I've been Cause I know God must have put me there for a reason Hard times and good times I've had them, ain't we all 
But it's all in how you stand And not how hard you fall that a boy. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, brother. Well, if you realize where, how this podcast started to where it ended, yeah. we went straight from hell to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From heaven. Y'all better turn around and reach back and grab me. <laughs> I want to go too. No man left behind. That's right, son. They're going to have to pull us along because we're fucked. <laughs> That's why they put us on this end of the table, Josh. It started down here with us, and it ended down there. You realize that, right? Damn, Janice. Damn, Janice. Janice. Oh, my Aunt Janice. God. Janice. Man, I forgot about Aunt Janice. You know, I was supposed to be over there for Thanksgiving. I didn't make it. That's probably why she's so pissed off. Yeah. She knew we were friends. But I was supposed to bring the can yams. The can yams? The can uh-huh. yams. I hate you. And I thought it was a four-wheeler. <laughs> Here so that is horrible. That's a horrible what? joke. That is a horrible joke. Why? It is. That's work. No, I don't want to do that with you. Deuce, did you grab it because you wanted to play something else or are you tired? Oh, I, I just, he just oh, had it back to me. But hey, I'm, I'll do whatever. No, no, no. no. I, think, I think that's good. I think that's a good way to end it. I think that's a, a very good way to end that it. That was his the, polite way of saying, last... no, I don't want you to play no damn songs. <laughs> 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 that's a Oh, unless you playing me that ring song, no. Oh shit! <laughs> What's the ring song, son? That's a good song. All right. You asked for it now, son. Yeah, you want to? Yeah. I asked for it. Oh, I you did. It. No, no, you asked for it. Shit. That means I get I to drink some more for oh, after leave. You're good. You're good. You need my mic. Yeah, I guess. So. You looking at the time? Cause you about to kick me out, Josh? No, I'm. You can call security. I'm trying to take care of you, fucker. You the one's got a show tonight. I'm just tagging along. Won't be the first time. No, no, we're going to be in trouble. I'm not going to be in trouble. You can hey, just listeners, can y'all hear that? What? That's my happiness in a bottle. You can just shower here. <laughs> we'll Uber together. <laughs> oh. Hey, you that got guy, some fresh underwear got, I can uh, wear? heated. <laughs> oh I ain't got no small drawers to fit your little ass. <laughs> No, you just have to cut the front out so there's a hole so my snake can get through. (laughs) These are Shetlands around here, so there's no Clydesdale draws. (laughs) Oh, shit. You know how old I was when I realized that, yeah, I was wearing my underwear backwards. I thought the hole was for when you sit down, you didn't have to take your britches all the way off. How'd that work out for you? You missed a lot. You missed a lot. (laughs) They were on like that in prison, too. <laughs> hey, whoa! Where did this conversation? You know turn? the cool th- thing about your podcast is I get about twenty seconds in and I forget people are actually going to listen to this. Are we live? It's never uh, live. <laughs> what? I know because I said that last Hello. time. I'm joking with you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. That's what you named There's it. a lot of people. There's a lot of people. It's always like they're like. They'll be having a good time. That's what always the best shows happen, though, oh, is yeah. when people are just, we're sitting here bullshitting and talking, and you forget that you're recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the best content ever. Mm. Like what you just did. Thank you. It doesn't seem pushed. Yeah. But this is pushed because Dukes played me this earlier, and this oh, right here. This is a beautiful song. Oh, man. my God. Uh, this is my favorite thing you've done. I wrote, started writing this song and uh, last year, and... Uh, Got through the first verse, knew what I was going to say, and I just I had to put it up for a minute. 
you know, because it was one of those things where I just had to come back to it when my head was back right, you know, and then finally me and Jarrett sit around one night and finished it. And But anyway, this song, it's one of the songs I went and recorded on the new stuff, and uh, it's called Ring for Sale. So, here we go. I saw your sign in the window, big letters we buy gold. It ain't but a half a care, but I sure hate to let it go. I know I ain't got a price in mind, I'll take what I can get. I ain't selling for the money, it's the things I can't forget. I took my time, saved those dimes, got the right size too. Hit one knee like a movie scene, we set a date for the middle of June. She cried when she said yes, and she cried the night she left. So what it couldn't do for me, maybe it can for someone else. Yeah, I got a ring for sale. She shined like that diamond Showing it to her friends And me standing here in your store Was never part of the plan Cause I took my time Saved those dimes Got the right size too Hit one knee like a movie scene We set a date for the middle of June And she cried when she said yes and she cried the night she left So what it couldn't do for me Maybe it can for someone else Yeah, I got a ring for sale Sir, if you don't mind, would you be so kind of take this off my hands Why it ever left hers I'll never understand Cause I took my time Saved those dimes Got the right size too Hit one knee like a movie scene We set a date for the middle of June She cried when she said yes she cried the night she left So what it couldn't do for me Maybe it can for someone else Yeah, I got a ring for sale Yeah, I got a ring for sale Oh, God, Dukesy. God, I'm glad I love that guy. Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. Thanks, man. Can I do something uh, untypical while we're here? Yeah, you can do whatever you want to, baby. We ain't got nothing to do. Dukes, uh, oh, I'm not going to go too much into it. The fact that, that all of us know what you went through last year, yeah. and then that song comes out of it, is that why you had to not write it for a little while? You had to yeah. get away from it? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Every line in that song, though, man, I'm just like, God. It's like right so when, good. right when you get past one line, there's another one that hits you in the side. And you're like, Well, shit, when are you gonna stop beating the fuck out of me? You know? Dude, oh. Jared wrote one with you too. 
Yeah, me and Jared rode up. Yeah. You need to find out where he's at and go yeah, smack man. him on the I'll back. I'll tell you, Bubba, like, when we, when me and Jared hit the first time we wrote together. I totally see y'all just vibing so much. Man, hard. I'm telling you, Is that you, who you brought to Lee's apartment with you that time? Yeah, Jared. Yeah, He's, Jared He Hart. was good. He was good. I'm telling you, dude, like, I will put my money on Jared Hartness. It's probably one of the best songwriters in Nashville, Tennessee. Because when, when I first got in the room with him the first time, it was almost like we met one time before that at like a writer's round or something or whatever. But by the time we started writing that first song together, you would have thought that we were writing songs together for 10 years. Some I stuff mean, because it's sense. like everything that I was thinking and he was, it was just like, yeah, you know, and, and that's, that's the beauty of it. It's like some days songs takes 45 minutes or let's just say three hours. And then sometimes it's like with songs like that, like I started it, and I knew where I was going with it, but I had to just get away from it for a little while. And then finally, I was like, all right, let's, let's get it. And, but anyway. What's the George Jones song with the Tammy? It's uh, Golden Rings. Yeah, Don't, Golden Ring. That's golden better. Golden Ring. When yeah. you start off with the pawn shop scenario in the beginning, it makes yeah. me think of that's better. Yeah. yeah. That's be- Dude, that's nasty. But if, that you, if, you, if you think about that it this hurts. way, if you think about it this way too, I was telling somebody the other night, it's almost like a prequel to Golden Ring. It is. Yeah, it's a prequel to Golden Ring. That's my because favorite. that's my favorite from you. Yeah, but oh, that hurts. That fucking hurts. No, Brian, you already got enough good songs. Give me what I can. All right. <laughs> well, it did. It, with that one, yeah, I can't do with that. that one to folks that, with that one to folks that know him too, I don't know how y'all feel about it. When you know somebody has like a real, when the stuff, when it's a real life scenario that somebody's singing about too, and they've put something, a heartbreak or a happy time, whatever it is, into a song, and it's real, it always hits the person that knows that it's real hard. Yeah, I know. Me and Blaine over his, and so Jesse, we're all sitting here looking at each other like. Fuck. <laughs> like, shit, I don't know what to do right now. What do I do with my hands? Like, I want to cry, but I can't. Uh, what do you want to do, Blaine? So you want to do something weird? Uh, yeah, you know me. Um, no, but uh, I want to thank you for coming out Saturday night. Uh, I lost uh, my cousin Saturday. I found out Saturday around lunchtime that my pa- cousin passed away. And y- us being from small towns and families like we probably all have come from, Cousins are your first friends, man. I didn't have, I didn't, I don't remember going to a, a friend's house that I wasn't related to until yeah. I was like in middle school, late middle school. You know what I mean? Like my family, they worked together. They, they did stuff together. We built each other's houses. We were always together. And um, so me and my cousin, he's six months older than me. We grew up. We went through the same stuff at the same times. And, uh, and that's, um, I mean, that's your brother. That's your, that's your first one of your first friends, you know, and and all my him and uh, several other of my cousins as well. But he was definitely one of my first friends I ever had, and um, like we were talking about earlier, you know, music being escape and music's the the one thing I got. Uh, I was I was still trying to process it when I heard it, and I was heading downtown to meet you. I was running late like usual. You never on time. Uh huh. What if I was? You'd be surprised. I don't want to shock you. <laughs> 
I'd like and, to be uh, shocked one fucking yeah. time, Blaine. Well, we're not going to get in your sexual fantasies right now. On, <laughs> this is a family podcast. And uh, anyways, <laughs> so I don't listen to the radio. I plug my phone in, and it don't. there's no telling what's going to come out of that damn thing. It yeah. could be rap. It could be rock. It could be punk rock. But 80% of the time, it's country. And sometimes it's old country that I don't get to play because nobody ever wants to listen to that no more for some reason because uh, they've been brainwashed. But uh, anyways... Uh, this song came on, and I know we all know it. It's not that old, but um, it, it, it's the song. I don't know if y'all like this, but the song might not have nothing to do with the, exactly what's going on in my head. But for some reason, it hits me, and I'm like, "That's the song that I wanna, I wanna mourn to. That's my song. You know, that's the song that uh, I don't know just made me feel better. You know, uh, if that makes any sense. So here we go. We all know this one. And uh, this is for my cousin Joe Ritchie. We're going to miss you, brother. Well, I'm just a singer. A natural-born guitar-inger. I'm kind of a clinger. These sad old songs. Well, I'm not a wall behind her. Hell, I'm a new note finder. My name's a reminder of a good man who's already gone. So I started drinking, took things that messed up my thinking, and I was sure sinking. You came along, was alone in the spotlight. Not too much left inside Changed all that in one night When you sang me this song Hey baby I love you Yeah and maybe I need you Maybe I do get tired Of this traveling man Wasted so much of your life Running from the dark nights Let me shine a little love light Down on this blues man I got so sick from speeding all the shit they said I was needing If I was to keep on pleasing All of my fans I've been cuffed on dirt roads In suit of no shows She came and took all that old load Down off this blues man Hey, Jesus, I need you. Yeah, and I love you. I know I ain't got to prove to you I'm some kind of macho man. Wasted so much of my life singing in those dark nights. Let me shine the love light down on this blues man. I'm nearly 30 years old now Nights would sure be so cold now 
you hadn't stuck it out this blues man I'm done yeah. what was that <laughs> yeah thanks That's for playing me, button no, thank amen you just took us to church with Hank Thank Cheers each and everybody for, for listening to the show. Yeah, Go follow Brian us. Martin, Justin Dukes, Jesse Wayne Taylor, and Blaine Button, the somehow <laughs> just did <laughs> that. Jesus and Bo Cephas. Yeah. If y'all don't write the damn song. <laughs> hey, let's do That's it. That's perfect. Hey, I love right you guys. Now. Thank y'all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. We will catch y'all next yeah, time. Jesus and Bo Cephas.